Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. In case you haven't noticed, we have a bit of an obsession with professional wrestling. While I tend to blame this all on Tim, I must confess to having posters of Demolition and Brett the Hitman Hart on my childhood bedroom wall. Of course, I also had an entire wall dedicated to absolute vodka ads pulled from magazines, so perhaps this is just a case of bad taste run badly amok. Regardless, if you know anything about anything in the world of the squared circle, you'll know that matches sometimes carry stipulations and that those stipulations can be as outlandish as Randy Savage dressing up for a quick run to the 7-Eleven. So in this episode 65, we've created a bracket of wrestling matches and we're going to figure out the greatest of them all in May wrestling match madness. My name is Todd and with me as always is a man who once went drink for drink with Andre the Giant and won after swilling down his approximate weight in Mickey's fine malt liquor, but was later disqualified when it was realized he'd used an legal second liver. He is the David Hart Smith to my Tyson kid. We're the undisputed kings of the wrestling dungeon. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yourself, sir? I'm well. I'm well. I too had the Bret Hart poster. Of course you did. I, I mean, actually, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I cannot remember if it was just Bret Hart or if it was the Hart Foundation. It was definitely one of the two. I'm almost thinking it's Bret Hart because I don't think Anvil got a whole lot of love in the poster department. I don't think they really wanted him on too much. Too many no, days. probably not. He was Anvil was, he was good live. The, he 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 was good live for for the cackle for for the uh, stroking of the beard. Yeah, he looked like the the honorary fourth member of ZZ Top in some strange sort of way. That's, I don't know, maybe that was just me. Maybe that's a couple of parts of my childhood intersecting. But before we get too far here, sir, mm. can you name the tag team? Uh, so who are the two again? David Hartsmith and Tyson Kidd? Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize they actually formed a tag team. You might have me here. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a crazy limb and uh, say the New Heart Foundation. Ah, you were so close. So, no, actually, you weren't close at all. It's the Hart Dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah, now I'm remembering. See, this is the the part I love. Every time that I I get one over on you, oh, yeah, 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 now I remember that. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, that, that, and they won back and back. When you have no clue, you're just trying to cover, you're trying to steal my thunder, but you won't steal my thunder because, damn it. You got me. I got one! You got the touch! You got me. You got the power! Yeah! I forgot. I think I'm up to like six overall in all the episodes we've done. I forgot that David Hartsmith was in WWE for a period of time because he has been away for so long. 
Well, um, that's okay because I forgot that he completely existed on this planet. I had no idea. I have no idea who either of these people are. You never run. You're I remember that Ted DiBiase Jr. was there for a period of time because he ran with Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes, but I completely spaced out. I, and Tyson Kidd, he, I know he and Cesaro made a pretty popular team until he was uh, injured and uh, had to retire. But, um, yeah, I, did, I, melted I totally down forgot for parts. about that. What's up? <laughs> until Cesaro melted him down for parts. Buried oh, no. him in well, his root I, cellar. I, actually, with, with Tyson, it's, it's a little... Um, it, it, it was one of those unfortunate kind of in-ring uh, accidents uh, because uh. Samoa Joe uh, and he, and Tyson Kidd faced off. I think it was on NXT, and Samoa Joe had this move called the um, oh gosh, of course now I'm going to space out on what it was called. Um, basically, what he did was he took the guy up like it was a suplex, but he actually held his legs in, so he's almost like in a cannonball. And oh, it called the Muscle Buster. That's what it was. And then he would, you know, run and fall back, like doing kind of like a suplex maneuver. And I think he had him angled in in a slightly not so great position. It, it, it was an accident, but that caused damage to Kid's neck, and that was pretty much uh, that was pretty much it for him after that. So that sounds like a very horrific accident that I am now going to be having nightmares about. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If if Appreciate if you look it. up uh, the Samoa Joe the muscle buster to see the move, um, it, he he nah. did it. He did it many many times. It, it, it does not look like a high risk maneuver. It was just kind of a sequence of uh, or series of unfortunate kind of positioning events that happened there, and it just uh, uh, led to Mister Kid's career ending. But he is now an agent. He's a road agent, so he he works for the WWE. But uh, but yeah. Okay, well. Sorry we went well on that, that tangent. Doesn't end well. But hey, <laughs> no, welcome back. Notice how I brought you down from your victory. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's great. I, I feel <laughs> terrible now. That's awesome. So before you, uh, you know, just talk about drowning puppies or something, <laughs> hey, what's going on for the Week in Geek? The Week in Geek. Feels so funky. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so we we have first a uh, from from the website uh, and and purveyor of, of all that is uh, truthful and will take place and happen. Uh, oh, giant geez. freaking robot. The Black Panther two villain villain uh, revealed, and it's actually a Marvel superhero. So I don't know if this resonates with you because Uncle Todd is a bit more of a comic uh, connoisseur than I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Black Panther 2, it is rumored that the villain will be a character called Prince Namor. Mm-hmm. Submariner. Submariner. And uh, and according to, uh, sorry, I'm kind of skimming as I'm going here, but he is, I think he has been a character in the comics who uh, kind of... Kind of like the big show. He, he does the face heel turn a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's like Italy in World War II. Like, which way is the wind blowing? That's the side we're on. I mean, he's he's gone back and forth to, to goody to baddie a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So it sounds like that he may end up being the villain that they're going to hone in on. Now, the interesting part that they raised here, and I don't understand this for the life of me, is... Due to him being the villain, there's the rumor that Michael B. Jordan could return as Killmonger, but as memory serves, I'm pretty sure Killmonger died at the end of Black Panther. Gotta go, gotta go! Well, I mean, let's just 
throw this out there. Okay. Dying in a comic book movie is sort of like having a retirement match in pro wrestling. Fair enough. They, Fair are enough. they dead or are they just mostly dead? You know, I mean, right. we you saw him crumple over. However, this is also in the land of Wakanda where like those little bead things can keep a dude from dying from a bullet wound until they can fly him from wherever they were to Wakanda to, you know, fix uh, whatever his fate, Ross or whatever that dude was. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. I mean, there's a lot of technology there, so if there's one place that it would actually make somewhat logical sense where I was like, hey, we froze him and now he's back. Mm. Wakanda's probably the place that it would make sense. This is true. This is true. However, I think that's kind of ridiculous. And, and one other thing to throw in on the on the Submariner rumor here is just calling out that, and you can confirm this if, if you're more familiar, but uh, did, did his character have uh, a reasonably good story to back him? Because they were saying he may fall into kind of the pattern of late of, of characters, you know, villains with some depth to them, you know, kind of a la Thanos. But I, I mm. having no point of reference on this guy, I have no idea. So I was only vaguely aware of him because uh, he would he would kind of pop in and out of some of the other books. Um, I never I was never a Submariner fan or anything mm. like that. I just I knew of the character and I knew that he was kind of prickly, I guess, is a good way to put it. Like he's he's kind of a grumpy superhero, um, which I would see. probably explain why he bounces from good to bad so much. See, the Grandpa so Simpson I, of comic book characters. That would actually be really awesome. <laughs> I would t- I would love that. Just some some superhero is like, get off my lawn! You know, like, <laughs> essentially just, just give me Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino without the racism and just the grumpiness. And you know what? I think we've got ourselves a movie. Actually, if Cap weren't such a great person, that would have mm-hmm. been a great follow-up for, you know, like old Captain America where he's yeah. just like, what are, you, what are you doing on my lawn? No, I don't want an auto warranty. Like, just two and a half hours of that. It would have just been great. Oh, that's funny. Best Grandpa Simpson line, Johnny Unitas, there's a haircut you can set your watch to. Yes. There's so many, so many great like moments, like when he walked into... I don't even know what that means. And then walked out. How does one set their watch to a haircut? I, you know, it makes sense to Grandpa Grandpa Simpson. That's all you need to it's know. It's like the absurdity of the statement. It just makes it so much more funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all and right. Thank well, you for thank you for coming to Tim's TED Talk explaining comedy. That's right. And now uh, categorize this in, in the realm of we were oh so close to being right. Uh, uh, yeah. But us the, along with a million other people. But sure, yeah. go ahead. But the the one division team confirms that they cut Doctor Strange from the finale to avoid the white guy saving the day. Uh, so basically, uh, those mm-hmm. involved, um, I believe, uh, I think it was from an interview with Rolling Stone, May 2021, Feige confirmed that Doctor Strange was in the works to include in the WandaVision finale. However, uh, they decided against it. Uh, so that uh, it could stand on its own and also avoid the trope of a male character arriving to save the day and explain Wanda's powers to her. So, yeah. 
good call on that one. I uh, I, I can support this. Uh, I, I I can get behind this. I think as we have discussed, uh, probably ad nauseum to to some. The way they wound up WandaVision was quite satisfactory, and uh, mm-hmm. the lack of Doctor Strange was uh, was not a problem. No, except for our predictions. I mean, that was about it. That, uh, yes. <laughs> the fact that we kept on thinking it was going to happen, but uh, yeah, aside from that, it's just fine. Rumor mongers, not quite taken off the way we thought it would. Well, you know, we weren't quite in the mode yet. I mean, we're still working on that. We're developing our algorithms right now. I mean, <laughs> once we get ready... We're we're going to take the rumor world by storm. I'm working extra hours on this coding. <laughs> I I was going to make a coding joke and then I realized I I can't code, so I <laughs> shot shot that right in the foot, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, if only I had a good coding joke right now. Oh, I ain't gonna squat. Yep. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we weren't too far off. Uh, still no Mephisto, so still way off on that one. But, uh, you know, there, we're just, we just need to wait long enough for that interview to find out that, you know, there's some footage. There's, like, one frame where there's a reflection in, like, a, <laughs> in like a coffee urn or something. And there's, like, there it is! There he is! That's Mephisto! That is it! Or actually, you know, you can just – here's here's what you can do, folks. Here, You know what? I'm 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 gonna start a new little segment here. This is this is Uncle Ooh, a Todd's segment within the segment. Handy handy helpful corner. So what we're gonna do here's here's a little game you can play at home, kids. When you go back and you rewatch WandaVision, here's the thing. Just be watching and randomly pause and then point at something in the in the frame and go, That's Mephisto. And you know what? <laughs> Might be. Could be. They didn't say specifically that that cigarette lighter isn't Mephisto, so it might be. There you go. You can now play the home version of the rumor monger game. I was going to say you you've now revealed our uh, our algorithm. <laughs> it gets even better when you're drunk. Oh gosh! Because then you're like, "That's Mephisto." The TV's <laughs> off. As, yeah. I was gonna what say. That, I was gonna say you're pointing at the oven. Yeah. <laughs> and why have you peed on yourself? Oh, good lord! Oh my goodness! It's gonna be one of them episodes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just warning you. I've got some tea here. It's. Uh, I'm just. I'm out of control right now. I'm out of control. I'm on a. I'm on a, a green tea bender. I've got turmeric in it. That's what's messing me up. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the turmeric. It's the turmeric. Freaking turmeric! I hate. I can't stand turmeric, but it's the only one I was in my house. Oh, that's uh, this peppery, whatever, dirty dishwater that I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, it's got me in a mood, I tell you. And finally, and uh, and since Uncle Todd has a sub segment of the week in geek, I will have a sub segment as well called Tim's Tantrum, Ooh, where I good. Do my best Grandpa Simpson you. and grouse about something that really isn't that big of a deal, but to me it is. So You know what really grinds my gears? What you got? Spotify, uh, over the last week or so, has updated their user interface. So, oh, and they made it better, and you're, and you're loving it, right? Well, uh, I'm coming around to it. Uh, what, what, what started oh. out as, as being a, a bile-filled uh, you know, rant upon which uh, I would talk for you know, and, and pontificate for 10 minutes on the anger I have toward this change is now starting to grow on me a little bit. Uh, 
if you use Spotify, you would you would know that, uh, and, and you're you know a paid subscriber of sorts. You would know that a uh, in the your library section, uh, they would have your your selections split between your songs and your podcasts. And when you went to the podcast, they had this nice ordered list of the most recently da- uh, uploaded uh, you know episodes for a given show. So you mm-hmm. knew what was the latest and greatest. It was very easy to get to. They have since removed this. They've combined everything together. Um, I, I, I work in this world. I understand why they do these things. And, uh, and they've provided, you know, some very useful filters. So I can filter on my podcast. I can filter on playlists or artists or albums. But my goodness, how disorienting, uh, you know, the morning this, this change had been dropped upon me. And I, uh, I, I looked at, at this list and, and did my best Grandpa Simpson said, hey! can find anything <laughs> so so i was uh i was beside myself however i i have learned and i have uh honed my rehoned my skills so i i believe um you know this this may not be so bad they they do have a new episodes tile so i can clock in and see what has been uploaded for the day and uh yes so uh my tantrum is more of a a quarter tantrum uh, and and that is all. I I am so disappointed in you. <laughs> so so disappointed. I thought finally all of my years of of modeling the the rage of of showing you the ways of teaching you these things, and that finally finally it was gonna it was gonna take root. And here you are. Like a quarter. T- that's not even. A, that's not even a tantrum. That's just mild grousing. Uh, it, it is. It is mild grousing. <sighs> Lewis Black would be so disappointed in you as well. He's actually right now. He's sensed a disturbance in the force. Last and he's week, very upset. Last week when we had our pre 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 production meeting, I I had more more vigor going there. I I have since been worn down. So by what? I just you get used Good to Lord, it. You you, you get enough, used to it. You eat enough meat that you have like an extra 10 pounds of undigested beef in your intestine at all time. I would think that discomfort alone would just fire you up. <laughs> Sorry, my friend. That tis not to be. Got a T-bone roaming around in my colon. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Only you t- could make that sound funny. I, every time I fart, I hear a... <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Well, on that actually, disturbing that, note, that so, my friends. So let me actually before I before we check out on this. Yes. Someone posted this on Facebook. I will try to track this down because oh my gosh, it was one of the more disturbing things I think I've ever seen. Oh gosh. But apparently, this is new scientific news that came out this week. Scientists have discovered that certain mammals, in an emergency, under great duress can actually breathe through their anus. Okay. <laughs> oh, good lord. It's a real weird weird world, man. I'm just um little bit little bit. <laughs> but just to tie that in with a cow farting, uh-huh. I would think that along with that all that, that all of a sudden getting an intake with that that you'd ah, that would just further you up the ladder of rage but alas alas oh my gosh we are off to a fantastic start <laughs> on that very disturbing note that my friends is the weekend geek <laughs> oh, sweet
Lord. What just happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of the neurons in my brain connected and something happened and flew out, flew out of my mouth. I don't know what's going on. I don't. <laughs> Normally, I've got, I've got like three brain cells you know, that are functioning at any given time, and one's concentrating on keeping me breathing. The other two are fighting. So I'm not <laughs> sure what the hell is going on anytime <laughs> at any given moment. I don't know. I, oh, man. that was funny. I'm just as surprised to be here as anybody else. Oh, boy. I'm like wearing it. pants, even better. I mean, hey. Phew. Well, I guess we ought to actually get on to the rest of the show before something else happens. <laughs> so, anyways, we're going to run down these. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't even talk straight now. Uh, it's, now it's now settling in for Todd. <laughs> it's just the, 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 the fact that that came out, of my, came out of my gob just kind of is... I wasn't quite uh, sure where you were going. I just uh, just hung on for the ride, and well, let's just, <laughs> it's just like what okay. a ride it was. Wasn't what expecting a ride that it one. Was. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to our brackets because uh, we oh, normally yes. normally these come around during March and March Madness, but you know what? We never do things on time or at the right time, uh-uh. so we've decided that we're having May Madness, and uh, we've decided to take a whole bunch of wrestling matches and their stipulations and try and see what we think is the best, and and instead of just trying to whittle it down in some sort of massive you know rugby scrum schmoz sort of thing we decided to do this logically and scientifically Mm -hmm. which was essentially me just reading a bunch of stuff off to tim and him putting it in a bracket and us going sure sounds good and (laughs) then we fill it out i was wearing a white coat so (laughs) (laughs) well well you have that going for you and a stethoscope and nothing else but science science Mm -hmm. Wait, is a stethoscope, stethoscope stethoscope really scientific? That's no, that's medical. Oh well, well guess this wasn't scientific. It was just within weird. the realm of science. Oh, okay. Well, good. We brought that back. So we have, uh, we have. You want to run the, down how this all is going to work here? Because you're you're definitely the more scientific-minded of the two of us. I will try. Uh, do step in uh, if I ramble or uh, forget my place. Uh, okay. What we decided to do is rather than just go with the the tried and true top five that we like to do, uh, which is really a top twelve because we fi- we come up with like subcategories like you know uh, best in show or <laughs> <laughs> best hair, <laughs> you know ones we most really of- wanted to put into the list but couldn't. You know the most that sort offensive of gas, uh, yes. But we decided rather than uh, try to try to you know shoehorn you know five in there that that we'd go big and and mm. we go large and we go with the uh tried and true uh ncaa bracketology approach to determining yes. what is truly the best type of wrestling match and one would ask themselves tim and todd are there really that many matches that you could set up a 64 team bracket or 64 match type bracket for and the answer i would give you is yes there are certainly asked that question when i told her what we were doing today she's like actually she asked it in a much not nicer way (laughs) 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 but it was followed by the the normal head shake of oh my gosh really the 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 oh the humanity (laughs) yeah (laughs) look of shame (laughs) 
of all the human beings I could have paired myself with for the rest of my life. Boy, I really played this oh, one. Oh, boy. That's funny. Woo, I work this like nobody's business. So what we did, uh, and, and Uncle Todd uh, you know, shares with, with, uh, with I and some of the organizational approaches to this, the, the algorithms, if you will, Bye. we've decided much in the same way in basketball that they have the brackets broken into regions. We're going to have our, our own uh, groupings, if you will, of these match, match types. And so what we are going to have is uh, what we call containers and enclosures. So matches that are basically uh, encapsulate or, or there's some sort of structure that the combatants are wrestling in or must throw one another into in order to solidify victory. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have hardcore and more. So we have our, our no-rules matches where um, things just get more insane as you kind of go through the list. So mm, Yes, they do. Which leave you asking a question, how on earth was there not legal action after some of these matches? It's just incredible. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was in a couple of them. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. And actually, there was one of these match stipulations in the hardcore section I, and I would nor I would not normally bring this up, but there was it, there was where is it? Um, oh gosh, he's hang. looking. Look out! No, no, it, because it was so weird. I'm like, why would that be a thing? But then, of course, we just went through all of this. Where's the hardcore section? Okay. Uh, ah, yes, the anus explosion death match. Just to tie into the <laughs> mammals breathing through that area. There was an anus explosion death match. Oh, boy. We, in the name of good taste, have left that off of our list. Yes. Because yes. I don't think either one of us wants a, want to really know what that is or to witness it in any way, shape, or form. Or to have to discuss it. <laughs> no. no uh, yeah. No, actually, I, I feel dirty that I've even mentioned it. So. <laughs> Can we get the can we get the men in black flashy thing just a flashy thing as and go back five minutes zoink oh boy yeah so uh, that 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 will not be in there but we found sixteen other good ones where you'll leave your you know you'll scratch your head and asking yourself uh, how did someone not get sued um, yeah. all right uh, the next region if you will next category number based stipulations so these are all matches where. There are, are numbers involved in some way, shape, or form, whether it be a, through advantage, uh, through uh, some sort of gimmick, gimmickery tree. I can't even say it. T -t Today, Junior! But anyways, uh, numbers are the main uh, aspect of these uh, 16 matches, and these are 16 mm -hmm. match categories. And then, finally, our last one, uh, plain old steps, uh, we called it. Uh, basically, a potpourri, if you will, of... Kind of stipulations that are fairly benign, not nearly as litigious, and uh, uh, basically are, are very much traditional uh, in, in some cases uh, from, from way back in the day. Uh, so those are the four categories. We have 16 match types per category. And what we will do, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there, so Uncle Todd, uh, do, do disagree if, if you have mm -hmm. other ideas, but I believe we'll just start... Uh, with one of these regions, and we're just going to talk through our picks, you know, in, in fairly uh, quick succession, uh, because we, let's face it, there's 64 match types, and uh, you know, uh, that's enough. We want to get to the good stuff, so yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I would suggest that we go through the bracket until we get to the winner of that bracket, and then we will go to another bracket, and then we'll get to the final four mm-hmm. and kind of do it that way. Was that what you were thinking? Yeah, and, and we'll kind of explain, you know, some of these matches may not be self-explanatory, so we will try to provide some context, uh, but we are not going to do it for all of them. Um, some of them are pretty quick explanations, so we, we, we will we will have brevity and time in mind as we do this. So, we are going to start in the region slash category, if you will, of plain old steps. And our first bracket uh, facing off against one another, the retirement match versus the leather strap match. Uh, any explanation there? No. I mean, basically what leather strap is, each each person has an end of a leather strap and they're, they're strapped together. And, yes. and that can be used as a weapon, correct? Yes. They, they are, yeah, they're held together by some kind of restraint, uh, whether it be leather strap or otherwise. And uh, the strap is considered legal. It is in play. And yeah, the, the most, uh, I think pinfall is the final uh, way to win. Um, there have been others that have been um, other variations of the match where they can tap the corners. So you have to tap all four corners in order to win. That has been some of the more sillier matches. Yeah, I could see that. And then retirement is something that is self-explanatory but never honored. (laughs) No, never, never. There's never been a retirement match that was actually a retirement match. Oh, yes. So what do you got in this one, sir? Uh, I went with leather strap only because retirement is just so not – it, it's so anticlimactic in that, yeah, the, the loser never stays retired. They usually show up in another organization or come back at some point. So I went leather strap. Yeah. You, sir. Uh, same for me. That and I, I just wanted to have a moment to to shout out the great Dusty Rose, the American dream, baby, in the leather strap match. That was his That was his trademark. Was it really? Along with, I, I, apparently it was. I don't know. I remember reading that in Mick Foley, one of Mick Foley's like 18 yeah. different wrestling books. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, no, I, retirement match is like the lamest of all. One, no, 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 no. Actually, there's a couple others that we will get to that are uh, <laughs> that are pretty lame. But it is really in the bottom of the it, – it's, it's lining the bottom – not even the bottom of the barrel. It's lining the bottom of a cat litter pan. That's mm-hmm. what it's lining. Mm-hmm. So what uh, do we got next, sir? Next bracket, uh, we have uh, two out of three falls match, self-explanatory, mm-hmm. versus uh, strip matches, <laughs> which yes. are also self-explanatory. Well, I mean, not necessarily, because, I mean, you could think, well, is this a match on the Vegas Strip? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Basically, the goal is to strip the other person of a garment or clothing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I think there was tuxedo matches Yes. Uh, in many cases. However, uh, as... as Tim and I can attest when watching in the 90s, uh, this was evening gown, lingerie yes. matches, mm-hmm. like all, all of that stuff that was just pure titillation. Um, yes. So, yes. And two out of threes is obviously two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what did you select, sir? I've got two out of three because the strip matches are just so stupid. I mean, even yes. when you get down to like old school, kind of like the tuxedo matches, it's like, eh, this is kind of dumb. And then once you get into like... Especially looking now at like what the women's division of WWE is, I have no idea what it looks like in w, uh, AEW, but I've heard some good things. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just so ridiculous that this was like at one time this was basically what the women's division was. Was it was just a never-ending series of like evening gown type matches. Yes. So yeah, two out of three falls is an easy one for me. I would much rather watch that, and Agreed. I would feel less dirty. And, and and I concur. I, I agree with you. I selected that as well. A uh, lot, lot more drama in those matches. A lot, lot better um, style of match as well. You know, especially uh, 
tag team or singles. Um, you know, there there's the old uh, tried and true. I've said that about five times tonight, but the trope of of you know the heel and the face, you know, going one one on one or not one on one, but you know, tying one piece and then going into the rubber match. That's always the drama. So mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. So I went with that as well. Next pairing is hair versus hair against the I Quit match. Ah, uh, yes, the one of the other really stupid matches, hair versus hair. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, one of uh, Brian Zane's wrestling with regret reviews when he was. I guess it was, but it was it was basically one wrestler who had hair versus Conan, who at that time had no hair. Mm-hmm. So I guess he would have had to like shave his eyebrows or something. <laughs> Because he was he was completely hairless, yeah, like one of those weird cats or something, and it's it, it always seems to be that way. It's like a a, a bald guy and a guy with a crew cut in mm. a hair versus hair match. Mm. Who cares? Yeah, I I went I quit. Very I very I, I did as well, and and I quit is very simply you know the winner makes the loser say I quit. Um, there is a funny uh, or an interesting foleyism about this that we will get to uh, later on. Uh, that you know, based on uh, a match McFoley was in, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So so far, you and I are are uh, right on the money. We we have picked yeah. the same three. Uh, the next yeah. one, straight We're jacket. To think alike is scary. Uh, it is uh, straight jacket and uh, against the boxing match, which I never realized yes. there was a wrestling match called boxing. <laughs> well, there was this whole subset of of matches that weren't really matches, and there's been. Some well, obviously the the most famous and then an infamous example, uh, one being Roddy Piper and I'm sorry, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Mr. T at WrestleMania two was a boxing match uh, billed mm-hmm. as such, and then the rather infamous brawl for all, which resulted in nothing but injuries and just ludicrousness in the WWE back in the nineties. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's and then the straight jacket matches basically. What you have to get the straight jacket on the other guy and then you win. That's, yeah, you have to incapacitate. Yeah, the the opponent and then put him in a straight jacket. What do you got for this one? I went straight jacket. I, I just thought the boxing was just kind of a meh sort of thing. Um, so I uh, in in this particular pairing, straight jacket. So I actually went boxing. Ah, because I'm a fan of chaos. <laughs> and this is this is where my like my Heath Ledger Joker sort of came out, where I was like, yeah, the straight jacket match, okay, but it's the 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 chances of it getting messed up because straight jackets mm-hmm. are supposed to be kind of hard to get on and off, mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to be kind of a difficult thing. So the if I remember like the one that I saw, it was like the person barely got the other person in the straight jacket, and it was like, yeah, they got like the arms in up to the elbows so ring the bell because otherwise this is just going to look stupid after a little while at least the boxing match like it's just anything could happen and mm-hmm. there's part of me that's just like yes i want to see mayhem in this scripted fake sport yes just unbridled mayhem so i went boxing all right all right we we went different on that very good all right next uh next pairing arm wrestling as compared to referee slash special enforcer Yes, so obviously arm wrestling is arm wrestling, another one of those non-wrestling matches. And mm-hmm. then special guest referee slash enforcer, I mean, it's kind of two separate things, but they're sort of in the same vein, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, mean, usually it tilts, the, it tilts the favor to one side or the other. Yeah, basically it's a story 
telling device of sorts because, yeah, you, you have whoever the referee is is usually in league with the heel and uh, is, of course, throwing the match in, into their you know favor. So it is typically it's it's just a, a yeah storytelling sort of device kind of match. I, I went with special referee slash enforcer on this one. It's just better story possibilities and mm. I could care less about arm wrestling. I concur. And that is what I selected as well. All right. All right all next right. one. Beat the clock against another clock based match. Iron Man slash Iron Woman. So what is what is beat the clock? Can you remind me on this one? So wrestlers must defeat their opponent uh, before a clock runs out. There's been some different variations on this where they've also used it as they kind of combine it, I think, with like a gauntlet sort of thing where you have what do they do? Like on Raw, they would do a series of matches and whoever put away their opponent fastest within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. was declared like the number one contender or something like that. Uh, so okay. there, there's some element of time and play, and usually it plays into some other sort of story that's going on, usually with a championship, uh, uh-huh. where, where the wrestler is earning the right to you know face the champion and that sort of thing. Gotcha. And Iron Man slash Iron Woman is most falls in 60 minutes, right? It's typically 60 minutes. There have been some 30-minute Iron Man matches, um, Mm -hmm. Iron Woman matches, but it is uh, traditionally 60 minutes. One of the more popular ones uh, from, I think it was WrestleMania, was it 12? I think it was 12 was when Shawn Michaels beat Bret Hart for the championship in a 60-minute match that went into overtime because it was tied. And, and that, was, that was phenomenal. Wow. That was phenomenal. So uh, what was your selection? I got to go with Iron Man, Iron Woman. Mm-hmm. These early yeah. rounds are pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, it, the other one is kind of cool. Like, I can see where that's kind of a cool gimmick. But I like the fact that the, the fact that you're going to have an Iron Man slash Iron Woman match there's already kind of some disqual. There's already a kind of a uh, a weeding out process. Mm-hmm. There's only so many wrestlers you're going to put into that situation because there's only so many who can actually have a match that long that will keep people interested. So mm-hmm. when you drag that one out, chances are it's going to be fairly good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, in in this case, these you know the the participants in this match you know the matches may be predetermined and we all know the physicality is is real but uh for an iron man match the two you know the 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 two wrestlers really need to be in top shape because Mm -hmm. that that is truly 60 minutes so (laughs) yeah well and they need to they need to be able to pace themselves to tell a story and to to really work the crowd and work well with their opponent exactly. because you can't just you can't just do move after move after move after move after move for 60 minutes and have it be interesting there's got to right. be some sort of story within the match t- to bring the audience along yeah. if you don't do that i mean good lord that that would be oof, oof, that'd be like nia oof. Jax versus shane mcmahon in a steel cage with wiffle ball bats or something i mean just some yeah. something that is like the worst thing i can ever imagine Agreed. Sorry, sorry, Naya. Moving on. Yes, uh, sir. Flag match and a knockout match. 
Now, what's is it like capture the flag? Is that the flag match thing? Well, flag match can be done in a couple ways. One is, you know, back during like the 80s, the Cold War times, it was the whoever can, you know, grab the flag of the other. Um, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the flags are placed in opposite turnbuckles representing a specific wrestler or team of wrestlers. Uh, objective is to retrieve the opponent's flag and raise it while defending the flag in the wrestler's corner. Uh, uh. So, yes. Okay, and knockout is you just knock the other one out. Yeah, and and not well. Knockout is uh, unlike you know boxing or uh, some of these other matches. Is um, you actually have to make your opponent pass out via submission. Oh, okay. So it's more of a submission match than it is a knockout. Fair enough. So on this one, I actually went with knockout because I am a fan of the submission, uh, and and I like uh, I, I've always kind of gravitated to those matches where it was a little off the beaten path of the pinfall where there was only one way to put away your opponent. And uh, uh, I, I believe, I got to go back and look, but I believe like the WrestleMania 13 match between Bret Hart and Steve Austin, which was is widely regarded as the match that made Austin, uh, mm. was a submission match. And, and that was huh. one where he actually passed out. So in that case, that was kind of like a knockout sort of situation there, but it was, it was, it was uh, billed as, as a submission match. Right on. So. I went with knockout as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no no interest in the capture the flag or raise the flag or, you know, whatever match. It was knockout sounded good. And now this brings us to the final bracket in the opening round for plain old steps, which we very affectionately call the Jake the Snake uh, bracket. Oh, that's right. Because Jake the Snake Roberts made both of these matches popular. So the first one... Well, was it was was it really... Was the first one really popular or was that kind of along the lines of infamously bad? Well, if by infamously bad you mean the match was pretty much made to be you know blindly walk around the ring looking for your opponent and then once you grab him throw the DDT on him, yeah, then it's really bad. <laughs> okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. But yes, uh, I believe Jake Roberts and Rick Martell, this was the only case of a blindfold match being on a pay-per-view. I don't know that they've ever done another one uh, since that I think time. he had one with Sting. Did he? When he was in Did WCW, okay. and it was it was horrific from what I've heard. Well, let's be honest. When, when, when you take the primary uh, targeting mechanism you use to kind of find your opponent and lock up with them, it, it doesn't make for great drama. So No, 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 it really doesn't. Oh, it's funny. And then the, the match it is up against is another one that was made famous by Jake Roberts when he went to WCW and faced Sting. Uh, the spin the wheel, make the deal match where uh, this one's a little interesting because we, we put it under plain old steps, but it is a Wheel of Fortune style wheel that has different match types and you spin it and whatever comes up comes up. And in the case of Sting and Jake Roberts, it was the highly exciting coal miners glove match which no oh. one had ever heard of before <laughs> and which we've i don't think has ever been repeated so you know that was a wing dinger oh uh, so what did you select on this one sir you know i had to go with spin the wheel because blindfold match just sounds so stupid it doesn't sound like it's going to be good because there's no way there's no way you can make it entertaining because you're it just comes down to like two dudes in their underwear groping around the ring trying to actually figure out where the other one is and then having no idea where they are, so you know they're not going to be doing extreme moves or anything because, like, the ropes could be anywhere, mm-hmm. we could be anywhere. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's, yeah, spin the wheel even as lame as that sounds. I'll go with that one. All right. 
All right. So coming out of the opening round, you and I, we only differed on one match. So well, wait, pairings... what, what do you got on that one? You had spin oh, the wheel as well? I, I agreed with you. Yeah, spin the wheel. Okay. Spin the wheel right. for, for the same reasons. I, I just think it, it just feels like a more interesting match. So True. Uh, all right. So going into the next round, uh, we'll start at the top again. Leather strap versus two out of three. What did you pick, I gotta sir? go. I gotta go two out of three because aside from the dusty roads, sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> your 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 window for doing the impression has now closed. <laughs> well, no, is you know nothing nothing against the dream, baby. He he is a he's an all time great and a hall of famer. But <laughs> there's only so much you're gonna do with a strap. Two mm-hmm. out of three ma- two out of th- three falls provides a little more opportunity for drama, a little more things to happen, yes. further storylines. Leather strap, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're tied together. One's going to whip on the other one. Then they're gonna. It's it's kind of the same thing. So give me the two out of three falls. And and back in the '80s, I do believe these two out of three falls matches they they weren't at the length of an Iron Man match, but these weren't fast falls. So you could go like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes a fall. Um, which, you know, becomes like a 30, 40 minute match. So, you know, again, yeah. stamina is kind of in, in order for whoever is in these matches because it, it can get kind of grueling, especially if they go the full three. True, true. What do you got? Uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, two out of three as well. Uh, that that oh, was man. way we got it. Much we got to start disagreeing here. We should have really planned this out better. Ah, this come on. Get... We'll probably disagree in the other regions. This this region right. is kind of the, you know, it's 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 kind of the vanilla, you know, sort of uh, yeah. category here. So That's true. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, so for me, I had uh, I quit versus straight jacket. And for you, it was I quit versus boxing. So yes. my selection uh, here was I quit. I, I found I quit to be much more. Uh, of an interesting and entertaining match um, than a straight jacket match. So that's what I went with. Uh, what did you go with, sir? I went with I quit as well. Oh, After, boy. again, <laughs> once once you're out of like the, that opening round, you have to get a little serious with this, and the, the craving for chaos mm-hmm. has to take a backseat to what is actually a fun match to watch. And as, as, as nice as it is to look back on Brawl for All for just the sheer stupidity and hubris of Vince McMahon and thinking that he could plan out something, he could plan out a, 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 a shoot somehow, mm-hmm. uh, just the unbridled hubris of that. Uh, okay, that's cute and all at the opening, but at the end of the day, I'd rather see something that actually works in real time rather than something I look back on now in, and go, oh, yeah, that was so stupid. No, I, I actually had to sit there. We, we watched all of those, and they were lame in real time. Like, I, I would rather watch an I Quit match in real time. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, next bracket. Uh, special ref slash enforcer match versus Iron Man, Iron Woman match. Uh, I ended up going with the Iron Man match because, as you just eloquently stated, even though we're in round two here, uh, y- you have to start applying a criteria. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and here, uh, you know, the special ref enforcer match is, is as we said, it's it's kind of a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Uh, Iron mm-hmm. Man, Iron Woman, though, is is a very intriguing. A lot more drama, a lot more stamina, and 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 uh, and you have to have competitors who, who can really go and 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 keep it going, like we talked about. So I, that's why I went with Iron Man. Yeah, I and I agree. You know, the, the special ref enforcer is only going to take you so far. Mm-hmm. There's only but so many ways that story ends. Iron Man, Iron Woman has just so many so many more options and and chances for 
actual in-ring work to tell the story rather than some cheap storytelling device. Agreed. Uh, that brings us now to the final bracket in round two, which is the knockout match where uh, submit you submit your opponent until they pass out against spin the wheel, make the deal. What did you go with, sir? I went with spin the wheel. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I went with knockout. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take spin the wheel. Like, oh, here's the wrestling version of Wheel of Fortune. Like, no. Again, it's 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 uh, it wins out over blindfold because that just sounds stupid to me. Mm. But if you could, if there's a possibility you're going to wind up with something that's the coal miners glove match, that just gimmick ain't put no it on good. The, don't put it on the wheel to begin with. Make the wheel like the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? But like, here's the thing. It, it it did end up on there. Like that's uh, It opens you up to the possibility of something really, 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 really WCW. I blame stupid. Them. Well, yeah. that's. I mean, I blame a lot of things in my life on WCW, even though I never watched the show. I just That's a handy thing for me. I just... I send a I send a, a photo of my middle finger to Eric Bischoff like every night before I go to bed. It's my <laughs> ritual after I do yoga. But you know, it's it, at the end of the day, it's it's to me it's a cheap gimmick, and I'd rather again I'd rather see the the gimmick take place in the ring, and and be a storytelling device as opposed to you know nah. All I'll right. take knockout. Thank you. All right. Well, and honestly, when I did mine, I think I believed at the time knockout was a boxing knockout, and I probably should have changed this one because, yeah, I, I'm i now inconsistent wah, with my wah, submission. Wah, wah. I went with spin the wheel. I'll stick with it. I, I won't flip-flop or change my ratings like some people we know. But uh, um, Yes, you're a man of integrity. That is right. <laughs> so I went with spin the wheel. Uh, and You're a man uh, with integrity and a lot of phlegm, apparently. What was the throat clearing about? <laughs> If you cut back on dairy, that wouldn't happen. I know. Um, yeah, so for, for the reasons we have already discussed, uh, I I like the and, – and in some ways I'm disappointed that it isn't brought out more because I, I feel it would be kind of an interesting thing to do, you know, to have different match types up there and have it kind of be figured out the day of the event. But, uh, but I went with spin the wheel, so – all right, so we now enter into what would be, I think, considered the Sweet 16 part of the bracket. Would that not be? Yes, sir. We are in the Sweet 16. There we go. So we have, for both of us, two out of three falls against the I Quit match. I, I'll go first this time and say that uh, this was a very tough decision. Now now it's really starting to hurt, you know, having to eliminate some of these, these match types. Uh, but I had to go with the I Quit match. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I like those submission style matches, and, and this one is a, not that it's submission only, but it is, uh, you know, usually contested under no DQ rules. Uh, it is it is vicious. It can be violent, depending on, you know, of course, who, who's facing off against one another. But uh, the ones we've seen have been extremely good, and so I am going to go with I Quit. And I will concur ah. for all of those reasons. Wow, very nice. And uh, all right. And what say you on the uh, second or, or final bracket in the Sweet 16 round? Uh, for you, it is Iron Man versus Knockout. For me, it is Iron Man versus Spin the Wheel. You know, I was actually under the under the assumption, foolishly, that Knockout was you could knock the person unconscious, like you know, Debo getting knocked the f out. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't realize it was knocking them out via submission, but I will I will 
continue to ride this horse all the way into the uh, all the way into the elite eight. I'm going to go with knockout over iron. Wow, very. You know, had I been consistent, I probably would have done. Actually, that would have been pretty. Well, you you do have a cool bracket now because you have I quit versus knockout, which is the two submission mm-hmm. ones. So very nice, mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, did I do mine? I don't remember. I think I did. No, you didn't. Oh, so uh, I went with Iron. So I had Iron Man versus Spin the Wheel. This is where I had to say goodbye Please to Spin don't, the Wheel. Uh, okay, thank you. Otherwise, we couldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> No, I, I. That's where I was drawing the line. I right felt there. I felt Iron Man was uh, just is a much better match type as compared to that. Um, there, there's only so so far the Wheel of Fortune gimmick will go, and uh, and it and the buck stops with the Iron Man match. So, uh, so my final four bracket, if you will, for plain old steps will be I quit versus Iron Man, and uh, Uncle Todd will have the much cooler uh, well, no, I this quit. Is the- this is the Elite Eight where Oh, is this, I'm sorry, the Elite Eight. I, I skipped yes. I skipped around. Uh, Uncle Todd will have I quit against Knockout. So the two yes. submission matches. So now, do you uh, want so, to get us to the final four so that we, then we, we have the, the pairs up so we can we can do this last bracket and get to our winner of this of this uh, region? Or yes. do you want to keep people in suspense? Uh no, let's let's finish the region out and then and then right. we'll, we'll we'll review what the final four are when, when we get them all done. All right, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, so for myself, as as I mentioned and as I stayed consistent with throughout this entire bracket, um, I'm going to go with a submission match and go with the I quit match over the Iron Man match. I, I feel it is a uh, high quality, high entertainment, great drama. Um, the, the Foley-esque story I just wanted to bring up real quick is I think he was in one of the first ones with The Rock, and mm-hmm. they did this gimmick where um, he cut a promo – where he basically talked about how he will never say the words, and he and he shrieked them. He's like, "I quit, I quit, I quit." And so what they end up doing was uh, he faces the Rock, and at one point in the match, he's just like face down. I think he's he's got his uh, arms handcuffed behind him, and yeah, and he's I th- unconscious. I think that was the one. Wasn't that the one where where Rock was going ballistic with the chair? Yes, he gave him something like twenty some odd chair shots oh, to the head, un, unprotected hair shot, uh, chair shots, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, because it became uncomfortable again, his, to watch. <laughs> yeah, his hands were handcuffed behind his back, so there was no way for him to protect himself whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So he and was for storyline purposes, he was unconscious on the on the ground. I think when yeah, so he was face point. down, unconscious, and they put the mic next to his his mouth, and you heard him shriek, "I quit! I quit! I quit!" And it was all based on that recording. Yeah. Uh, so that that was kind of the the schmarmy way uh, they got out of that one. Um, I think The Rock reclaimed the world title from Mick on that night. But uh, but yeah. So I, I went with I Quit because to me it is out of this region of or, or this category of the plain old stipulations, just one of the more entertaining. You know, it's a gimmick match, but it's a gimmick match steeped in submission and steeped in uh, you know just just uh, um, just you know just an entertaining approach to to a wrestling match where where one man or woman has to get their opponent to uh say i quit fair enough and you sir for myself i i'm you know once again i am going to be uh be integrous or integral i don't know whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna be consistent i'm gonna stick with knockout over i quit are you kidding me Yes, and I no, I'm not because just for that reason, because with the I Quit match, as as fun as it is to you know watch just utter brutal people just 
tearing the living crap out of each other. There is a there is an opportunity for chicanery, if you will, uh, as we just uh, saw, and w- with a knockout, much simpler. That person knocked the f out, <laughs> you win. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, we done. Oh boy. So, yeah, I'm going with knockout. All right, all right. I disagree. So we did end up disagreeing. All I right, disagree. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling better about this already. Oh, see. There's 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 division. There is unsettled feelings. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Uncle Todd is in his element. Good. Uh, so good. moving yes. clock. Do it. Uh, in in uh, what'd you say? Clockwise order. Yeah, I think. Yes, said? clockwise yes. fashion. Yes. Uh, hardcore and oh, we we called it hardcore and more. But down here on the bracket, it says hardcore and various insanity, which I actually find more entertaining. Yeah, so, a little more descriptive. Yes. So here's where we may have some long explanations for some of these matches. <laughs> well, <laughs> D- depending yeah. on them, we'll see. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. All right. So let's start with uh, the opening bracket. There is Falls Count Anywhere against the Barbed Wire Ring. So Falls Count Anywhere, pinfall. There's no submissions, no DQ. Anything goes. And in the Barbed Wire Ring, there is the ring ropes are barbed wire. Yes. Which means people are going to bleed and bleed a lot. Yes. Uh, I believe pinfall is the primary means of victory. So, what say you, sir? Falls count anywhere or barbed wire ring? I'll go with falls count anywhere because, honestly, I don't want to watch a barbed wire ring rope match. And I feel that it's going to, in some ways, you're either going to have people who are going to go, it's going to go one of two directions. People are going to be, either the two wrestlers are going to be so scared to go near those ropes that they won't ever come into play. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to embrace it and just tear the living snot out of themselves trying to impress the audience, which I don't want to watch. So I will watch the falls count anywhere because at least... There might actually be some wrestling and, you know, you might watch two people come out of it with all of their body parts still intact. Agreed. Uh, that is what I selected as well. So we are uh, agreed on that one. Explosion death match against empty arena match, uh, a.k.a. the COVID match. Pretty much. Which I, I hate to call it that, but I mean, that that is essentially how most of wrestling has had to function over the last year. So Yeah, but before this, there was there was a couple of these. Yes. Uh, most notably the one they did at the halftime of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which was Mankind Rock, right? I believe it was Mankind Rock, yes. Yeah. So the explosion death match, uh, it's usually accompanied with barbed wire ropes there is a large barbed wire wrapped explosion board placed in the ring, which is laced with a small amount of C4. You heard that right, C4. And mm-hmm. the loser is the wrestler that is blown up, or I guess who causes the C4 to go off. So, Where's your drill sergeant, man? Blown up, sir! And then the empty arena match, as we mentioned, is a hardcore match. Uh, so no DQ, no rules, anything goes. Uh, but it is in front of no one, which is very unsettling to watch because you're just so used to the crowd adding to a match. So it just it, it's mm-hmm. a very different experience. And one of the reasons why uh, I think we struggled to watch any real wrestling last year <laughs> because there was just no reaction to anything. So it was very strange, uh, at yeah. least until they did the, uh, the Thunderdome concept. So... So, sir, on this one, uh, I'll go ahead and just say uh, I went with the explosion death match. Uh, I, I thought uh, for a hardcore match, it, it is 
I haven't watched a match end to end, but I've seen highlights from, especially from Mick Foley's history, and uh, they they just look insane. So I just decided to go with this one, just because I will take explosions over silence. So, yeah, this is where I'm going to flip flop on my flip flop from the previous uh, bracket, where I said I don't want to watch the brutality. I want to watch an empty arena less than I want to watch uh, the brutality of an exploding mm-hmm. death match. So I'll go with explosion death match as well and just hope that everybody makes it out in one piece. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, next bracket is interesting. So we have, uh, ooh, th- this is a tough one for an opening rounder. First blood against mm-hmm. the last man slash woman standing match. So yes, first blood is you have two wrestlers go at it and whoever bleeds first loses. And the last man slash woman standing is uh, it's a hardcore match where the loser uh, is the one who cannot answer the 10 count. So we reviewed one of these for the Royal Rumble earlier in the year. It was Todd's Mm -hmm. match of the year between uh, Roman Reigns, his favorite wrestler in all of the land and Kevin Owens. And he loved the ending. He loved the ending, didn't you? If you if you go by match of the year as like the you had me there and then you just absolutely messed it up in the last 30 seconds, totally. But if you mean like match of the year as in you normally mean match of the year, like the best one. <laughs> no, wow, that was a devious cackle you just released upon us. I felt like, in a strange sort of way, I felt like I was channeling Catherine Hahn right there. I don't know why, <laughs> but I imagine that she, I, I mean, she's got a good, like, you know, she can have a good cackle. So, anyways. Agreed. What'd you have in this one? Uh, I went with uh, Last Man Standing. This this match type has been a favorite of mine over the years. Uh, they, they've they've done f- a fair number of these, and you know, as we talked about with um, with the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match, it always kind of you know lends itself to some interesting you know just gimmicks and and just some insanity that happens. So I I went with this. It, it's a very entertaining match. Um, you, you can really create a lot of great drama. I think, like you said, you know, you were with it for ninety percent of of the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. Um, and, and, you know, the ending left much to be desired, but overall the, these matches are typically very good. And, uh, so I, I went with that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to concur. I went to the last man slash woman standing, but also because for a very practical reason, imagine if you have a first blood match and let's just say it's the main event of a pay-per-view and somebody nicks himself open by accident. Yeah. It just seems like it's a, a really kind of silly stipulation in a in a sport where you're doing a lot of stuff that's physical you Mm -hmm. know no i i I agree i think you know first blood sounded interesting when they did it with austin kane but it was just kind of a it it really was kind of an anticlimactic kind of gimmick and like you said i mean it lends itself to if you have something you know go wrong during the match and they just uh you know go off script and someone you know gets cut or something like that i mean how, how do you write your way out of that you can't you know you, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the ref the ref's looking up in the stands there's something going on <laughs> it's almost as dumb as like handcuffing to handcuffing someone to something yeah. and then yeah. just not having some bolt cutters that you can come out and just like right. cut the handcuffs off instead of trying to play around with a key yep agreed uh, next round is uh, no DQ against street fight. So no DQ is self-explanatory, no disqualification, but falls must take place in ring. Uh, and the street fight, you're going to love this. It's a hardcore match, no DQ, falls count anywhere, well, all weapons are legal. But the main difference is the wrestlers are dressed in street clothes. Wow. 
That's what a street fight is. Can you believe that? Well, I mean, I guess they're comfy. I suppose. Then again, it depends on what that person's street clothes are. I mean, maybe they like to wear a nice tight pair of corduroys. I don't know. <laughs> what say you, sir? I went with a no DQ match. I've just I've never seen a street fight that was worth actually watching. They it usually seems like you're doing that gimmick to cover up for the fact that the match isn't going to be all that great. So I'll take the no DQ. All right. How about you? Uh, I actually went with the street fight. Wow. And I really? quote uh, two instances. One is the Roddy Piper Gold Dust street fight that happened. I knew you were going to say that one. Okay. Yep. Yep. Roddy Piper Gold Dust. That is a classic. Uh, go check that out when you have a chance. And then the with other the, one with a is. a gold Cadillac, too, wasn't he? Wasn't he driving like a gold Cadillac or something like that? Yes. Yes. He, he drove the, the gold Cadillac in. And then I think at one point in the match, uh, he was fleeing from the scene and, and hit Roddy on his way. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. funny. And then the other one, uh, they had a Chicago street fight, six-man uh, six tag uh, back in the 90s, Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom against the Nation. I think it was the Nation of Domination. So um, that, that was that was very, very fun match to watch. Uh, just just mayhem and, uh, and brutality, uh, especially if you know the Legion of Doom. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they were not a team to trifle with. And, uh, when we, when you just add weapons to the, <laughs> to, to the match, it just, it just takes it to another level. So, so I, yeah, I, I went with street fight for those reasons. Damn! Oh boy. Another tough one. Oh, this is a real, t- this is, I would call this an elite eight style match, but we have it face to face right now in the opening round, the ladder match against the tables match. Yes, and a ladder match is usually you have to climb up a ladder to get something. Usually, a, I think it's normally it's a title belt, but there's been many other things mm. that you've had to retrieve. Mm-hmm. Or, and actually, you said there was one case where you actually where they actually had to climb the ladder in order to hang the the belt. That is a reverse ladder match. Okay, well, that just sounds absolutely <laughs> stupid. That's why we don't have it there, because that's just, you want to talk about problems? Yeah, let someone go out there and wrestle for 15 to 20 minutes oh, when they're man. all jittery and sweaty, and then they got to go up there and put the belt on a, yep. on a hook. Yeah, yep. that'll work well. Yeah, yeah of course. great idea. Yeah, and tables match, what, is it, the first person to put their opponent through a table wins, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, ladder match is, yeah, like you said, championship. Um, the other one that's been made popular is what they call the money in the bank match, which is essentially yes. a ladder match where you retrieve a briefcase which has a contract for a world championship title shot. Yeah, so. and actually in the, the paper, in the same review that I was watching on Wrestling With Regret, it was the match where... Ray Mysterio was wrestling uh, Eddie Guerrero for mm-hmm. like his his son's like custody of his son. Oh yeah, yeah. Was in a ladder match. Mm-hmm. So further background. Yeah. So for this one, uh, I went with. Uh, oh, and and then I I wrote a little title uh, a little description in here for the ladder match as well. Um, the ending we talked about is is how the match is supposed to end. But in you know from the beginning of the match to the end of the match, the ladder is typically used in ways not intended by its creator. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. It is definitely a weapon of sorts, and there's now there's usually multiple ladders. Yes, it's not just one ladder; it's a ladders mm-hmm. match, mm-hmm. plural. So I went with the ladder match, and I did as well. Yeah, That's, I mean, it's it, it, the tables match is cool, but la- there's a lot more you can do with the ladders. Agreed. All right. Well, the next matchup is oh, the dirty bracket. That's this is what I'm calling this one. Something there's too. No way. <laughs> 
there's no way that you can get, this is the innuendo bracket oh. there's no way you can say either of these without it being a wink wink nudge nudge know what I mean know what I mean so we have something on a pole <laughs> <laughs> against handcuffs oh, if only this was a category on celebrity jeopardy so here here are the examples that that are being given from from the Wikipedia page we're using here. Oh yes, please. Brass please. knuckles on a pole, steel mm-hmm. chair on a pole, Singapore mm-hmm. cane on a pole, paddle mm-hmm. on a pole. I'll just mm-hmm. jump ahead to the one that we're all waiting for, Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we're talking about a, Buff Bagwell's mother Judy. <laughs> there which was is an a collective oh, a collective from the from the audience. Yeah, that that was just. Oh boy. And it wasn't even on a pole. Like they had to put the woman on a forklift. Uh, and the match didn't typically end when you retrieve the item off the pole. Uh, it was mostly, yes. as you could tell, these are weapons. So you would use them uh, in the match, and the match would end by, uh, you know. I'll, I'll say traditional means, but you know, if you want to consider a match like this traditional, if you if you can consider a match where you're hoping to unleash the power of Judy Bagwell, <laughs> whatever that power is, oh, I mean, man. the fury of Buff Bagwell's mother. Yes, and uh, then whatever. The hand, I just had this vision. Oh, it, uh, never mind. Um, the handcuffs match. We'll we'll jump now over. Please to. keep that vision to yourself. <laughs> This, they might be kids listening. No, 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 I just meant like, you know, when you said unleash her, like have this vision of her just waving a bag in the air and just whacking the, the opponent of his son, uh, of, of her son. So anyways, uh, handcuffs. Uh, when a wrestler must retrieve a pair of handcuffs and then handcuff the opposing wrestler to a ring fixture to win the match, but sometimes so that the opposing wrestler is unable to make use of their hands. Ah. So uh, this is just... There's no good choice in this one, so I went yeah, with handcuffs. We're, we're all losers here. Yes, I went with handcuffs as well. I, I, I couldn't with good conscience pick the something on a pole match. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving right along. Unleash the Judy Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just picturing like what uh like some sort of like oh, manga thing where all of a sudden like the background <laughs> goes and she's like all electrified and like ah! <laughs> yes. That would be cool. Yes. I would watch that. Oh my sure. gosh. Somebody somebody get Vince on the phone. I've got an idea. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Buff Bagwell is up to nothing right uh, now no. except maybe a late night shift at a warehouse. <laughs> All right, uh, Full Metal Mayhem against Inferno match. So Full Metal Mayhem is a tables, ladders, and chair match where in addition to the tables and chairs, there are steel chairs uh, and any other weapon that is metallic, uh, trash cans, thumbtacks, etc. cetera. Uh, this match originated in Impact Wrestling, uh, and uh, given the fact that they qualified it as involving things that are metallic that sounds like it's right up impact wrestling's alley so Mm. uh the inferno match uh is no dq no fall no count out no you just try to set your opponent on fire that's how that one works so usually the ring is surrounded completely by flames and yeah you basically try to pummel your opponent to the point where uh you can uh catch them on fire this i believe has only happened once and this was with the undertaker taking on kane who I believe was hosed down with flame retardant material, so he didn't really burn. So, yeah. Uh, so, what did you select, sir? You know, oh, as tempting as Full Metal Mayhem is, it's a snappy title. I'll give him that. 
There is just something unquestionably cool about a wrestling ring surrounded on all sides by flames mm-hmm. and that when they would have I've because I'm rem- if I'm remembering this right when they would slam each other the flames would actually shoot up higher and yes. stuff yep. there is just something just bat spit video game insane about that and I am here for it give me inferno match all right every day of the week I agree I concur for all the reasons that you have just described. Our final uh, bracket in the opening round is the tables, ladders, and chair match against the mm-hmm. a, what is called a dog collar match. And the dog collar match is a type of strap match where the wrestlers are bound together by the neck via dog collar or chain. Uh, the TLC match is table, ladders, and chairs. It is a uh, anything goes match and, and anything does go with those three. Uh, categories of objects. Yeah, but it's still pinfalls, right? It's it's not. It like is still a, pin, a yeah, sorry, TLC match. is pinfalls. As is dog collar. Dog collar is pinfall as well. So. Oh, okay. Uh, that that uh, and by the way, the dog collar match was made most uh, famous by uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper uh, versus Greg and the Hammer Valentine in uh, NWA before it was WCW uh, for the I believe it was for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that is right. Roddy Piper was a former U.S. champion, and he beat Greg Valentine in that match. And it was a brutal match. How, it was a brutal match. How is Junkyard Dog not involved with a dog collar ma- match? I mean, it's right there. I don't. They didn't. I don't know that they ever did one on pay per view. They might have done one on like a primetime wrestling at some point. You know, like uh, something like that. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Poor man. Just no one ever gave them cakes. Nope. Nope. So, what did you select, sir? I went with TLC. Ah, all right. I mean, to me, to me, TLC is just, it's one of those things that if, it, especially if you watched like the first one, like I'm pretty sure that we watched that pay-per-view or the first one that they did on pay-per-view when it was Edge and Christian against the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just saw, it, seeing it in real time happen was just like, oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen and four human beings who have zero regard for their body. I, I, I can't imagine that being topped by yeah. like, we're going to put a dog collar on each of them chains. Like, yeah. mm, I don't know. Just can't really get as jazzed up for that one as I can for these fools over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, TLC all the way. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember watching the, um, I think they did a TLC at the Royal rumble, uh, one year when we were doing the pay-per-views and, uh, I just remember that insane spot where Jeff Hardy like got up on the ladder. I think they were in um, Madison Square Garden, and and Madison Square Garden has a very, it's a very short entryway as compared to other the the aisle that the wrestlers walk is it's much you know shorter than I, I think a lot of other arenas. Well, didn't they change that up now? So when they have shows there, it's more of a traditional layout. They got away from that mid. I like think they set up place? their stage. Yeah, so so the okay. the entrance is different now because they come in, I think, off the stage as opposed to just through the the direct entryway from the locker room. Yeah, but yeah. um, but I just remember him setting that ladder up in front of that. It's this really narrow aisleway, and he had one of the Dudleys on a table or something like that, and did a swanton <laughs> from from yeah. the top. It was just it was so it was just so insane. But just what what an entertaining match or, or series of matches those those three teams had. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 redefined or, or they defined that match and and really uh, set the bar very high. So I am with you as well. I selected TLC also for those reasons. 
All right. Well, I think we're we're once again in uh, agreement on a lot of these. Uh, actually, ironically, uh, we disagreed in plain old steps and in hardcore and various insanity in the same exact bracket. The fifth bracket wow. now. One, two, three, four. F- yep. Hmm. One, two. No, Imagine four. Imagine that. Yeah, four. So we are consistent if we're nothing else. All right. Well, now we're in the sweet 16. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, oh, no, that's right. Okay, well, we got to speed up here. We, I gotta, we, we do, I gotta, right? Well, I we, we said these, <laughs> these explanations would be a little little long here. So, uh, Yeah, that is true. Now that we put those behind us, we can fly through. So, uh, Falls Count Anywhere versus Explosion Deathmatch. What's it? Uh, I'm going to go with Falls Count Anywhere. The Explosion Deathmatch was, was cute at its time, but it was mostly to get me from the empty arena. I Falls Count anywhere just opens up so many more possibilities in terms of uh, storytelling i am agreed with you on that for the same reasons uh explosion deathmatch was fun for a round but falls count anywhere is uh more traditional and what i enjoy you know overall as as a match type to watch uh, on a pay-per-view so yes the next uh, round for me it's last man standing against street fight and for you it is last man standing against no dq um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, similar to Falls Count Anywhere, I'm a big fan of the Last Man Standing match, as I mentioned in the opening round. So I am going to continue with that and say Last Man Standing. Uh, what say you? I'm I'm going with Last Man, Last Woman Standing as well. Thank you very much. All right, we are in agreement still. Uh, next bracket: uh, ladder match versus handcuff match. I think I know what we both picked on this one. <laughs> That's an easy one, ladder. I mean, <laughs> come on. Classic ladder matches. Uh, check them out on on YouTube or on uh, Peacock because man, those those are some great those are some great matches. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels against uh, who? What, Razor Ramon. What? Yes. Shawn and, Michaels versus Scott Hall, Mister Razor Ramon. And then also in another wrestling with regret review, uh, where they were doing like the what was it NWO sold out or something like mm-hmm. that, where it was like the one NWA. And NWO pay-per-view they did. Mm-hmm. And he remarks about, you know, oh, this is back in the day when you got one ladder you know, in, instead of like the 12 surrounding the ring now. You have one ladder, and if you mess that one up, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Which you think about, you're like, wow, that is true. Like, what happens if that ladder breaks? I mean, you have two very huge, you know, two very sizable human beings rattling around on this thing and mm-hmm. using it and stuff like that. And it's like, that's really poor planning. That's yeah. just what that comes down to. Really yeah. poor planning. Yeah. Uh, and the last bracket for this round, uh, the Inferno match versus the TLC match. I got to go with TLC. I mean, come on. Agreed. Inferno's Inferno's a nice little gimmick, but TLC. Come Gimmicks on. will get you into the uh, get you out of the opening round, but they won't get you very much further down the brackets here. Now, no, my sir. friend, we are in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. Well, thank you. I, 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 you know me in counting how this goes. Oh, you, you are a a master of the maths. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have, uh, so basically we are in complete alignment right now. So Falls Count Anywhere versus Last Man Standing. I got to go with Last Man Standing. I would concur with that for the same reasons I've stated the prior two rounds. Uh, It's turned into a love fest. I'm getting very uncomfortable with this. (laughs) This is not enough dissension. I need drama. (laughs) I need need discontent. (laughs) I'm going to start changing my bracket in really weird ways on the next two just to 
just to mess things up. All right. And then the other uh, bracket in the Sweet 16 was the – oh, this is a tough one. Ladder match – well, both of these actually were tough. False Count Anywhere is a very – you know, is, is a great match uh, stipulation as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, as we said, last man standing is just that much better. Ladder match against a TLC match. Both of these are classics. Um, what did you go with? We've got to go with TLC. I mean – I, it's just—it's an improvement on the ladder match. I did as well. I did as well. <sighs> so we are in alignment in the elite eight. So, what is? Uh, I, I guess I'll—I've—I've I've gone to you a few times here. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'm, I'm getting itchy because I feel—I think we're going to agree. I don't like this. We are going to agree, like and, this. You, and you are going to like it, my friend. You're going to like <sighs> it. So I have picked as my top match coming out of the hardcore and various insanity category slash region. The tried, the true, my favorite, last man standing match. No, I'm going back and I'm going to change it. I'm going, I'm going to change my bracket completely. I want to go. I want to redo. I'm going to pick uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> I knew you were going to go to that one. I'm going to go right to the, right to the final four <laughs> with that one. <laughs> Because uh, now, now that I have the the manga, you know, ah! now, now I, I want to see that. That changes everything, eh? It does. Oh, it does. My goodness. No, I've got Last Man Standing as well. All right, so we're in agreement in the final four, coming out of hardcore and various insanity. The Last Man like Standing match survives. All right. All right, moving on to number based stipulations. Yes. So here we get into matches that have uh, some sort of numeric quality to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll we'll try to fly through these without crazy explanations. But uh, the first bracket is the Royal Rumble match versus the Gauntlet match. So the Royal Rumble mm. match, thirty men or women. You start with two in the ring. Every one and a half to two minutes uh, thereafter, another competitor is added. Elimination is over the top rope with both feet hitting the floor. I'm looking at you, Kofi Kingston. And yeah. last person standing gets a world title shot at WrestleMania, so not too shabby. Not at all. And the gauntlet is just like a succession of opponents, right? Yeah, one-on-one matches. Uh, there's a series of competitors, and it's one-on-one matches where the winner continues to fight until there are no more opponents. So you could go, you know, all, like, let's say you had like 12 competitors, so you can get six matches out of it. You could win all five and get to the last match. The fresh guy comes in, beats you in one match, and uh, you feel like a chump. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. So uh, I, I'll go ahead and go first on this one. Uh, this was an easy pick for me. Royal Rumble all the way. Uh, yeah. Much better match than the gauntlet. You, sir. I'll go with Royal Rumble as well. I mean, it's not so much that it's a better match. It's one of the OG, like, big four pay-per-views back when that was a thing. Like, you only got four pay-per-views a year, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the thing. And because you get the re- you get the su- surprise returns that sometimes are kind of... It's like a five-second thing. Like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Oh, gee, they're really old and decrepit right now, and this isn't good. Um, but man, does but the crowd pop. Yeah, so I mean, you have that, and and some weird stuff can happen. Of course, the downside of that is sometimes you just get <laughs> you get Royal Rumbles where just a bunch of people standing around waiting, you know, where there, it just doesn't seem like anything is really happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, but but when it's good, it's really good. So oh, yeah. I'll take Royal Rumble over that. Amen. Uh, next round, Lumberjack match versus Tag Team Turmoil. So Lumberjack match, standard match, except the outside of the ring is surrounded by wrestlers who inevitably get involved. 
And the mm-hmm. idea is to keep the two competitors in the ring. So if they go outside the ring, they get thrown back in typically. Tag Team Turmoil uh, has a team in each of the four corners to start the match, but as each team is eliminated, another team takes its place, and it's similar to a gauntlet match in that way. What say you, sir? Now, I want it noted down Yes. that I picked this match before whatever just happened on Backlash, that apparently it was a lumberjack match with zombies. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Ring. I was like, oh, good Lord. I'm glad we did not spend the time on that one. I picked Lumberjack just because I think it's an interesting concept in every circumstance except that one. All right. I uh, I chose... I do not endorse the zombie Lumberjack match. I, uh, as a purveyor of, of proper match quality, decided to go with the Tag Team Turmoil match. Uh, no no zombies, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. Next one's a toughie. Next one's a toughie. An opening round no. toughie. No, it isn't. This was easy for me. Triple threat versus three-way dance. And the difference is, so both of these matches are one-on-one-on-one. All right, so three competitors. First Mm -hmm. pinfall or submission wins the match in the triple threat. But in the three-way dance, it is elimination style. So if one guy gets pinned, or girl, uh, the remaining two combatants keep fighting until someone remains. What say you, Mm -hmm. sir? Easy one for me. I hate... With a fire of a thousand suns, a triple threat match, because it's just so kooky and weird, and they all follow the same thing, and I talked about this before, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Three-way dance. At least you get things a little bit more interesting, and the match doesn't end on some quirky, stupid thing. You know, you've got, you just you've don't like how in a triple a threat, someone like powders out for most of the match. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? That's supposed to be a, a, a feature? That's supposed to be a good thing? Like, oh, yeah, this other person is just taking a nap. (laughs) Okay. I'm supposed to get excited for that? No. Three-way dance. Like, make them them work for it, and then, you know, because then you have the possibility of two of them teaming up on the other person to eliminate that person, then you get a one-on-one match, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, there's there's some different ways it can go instead of like, hey, this is the way that every single triple threat match ever conceived goes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, three-way dance. I, I about concur. I, I am a much as I am a fan of a, a submission style match, I am a fan of elimination style matches as well. Uh, so I too am gonna go with the three-way dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next bracket is uh, so two on one or three on one style matches. These are disadvantage mm-hmm. matches, usually with the heels outnumbering and beating up the face in peril. Um, and then we have that going up against the fatal four-way, which is similar to the triple threat, but with four. So what say you? Man, if I hate a triple threat, I I I hate a fatal four way even more. So yeah, give me the give me the two on one or three on one because at least it's a little something. It's a different dynamic. All right. Well, we disagree because I went with a fatal four. You're wrong. Well, I mean, hey, that's you're wrong, but I mean, go right I, ahead. I, I just feel those disadvantage style matches are just it, it's kind of similar to to the special referee where it's just like a storytelling gimmick. You know what I mean? Like I I just. When compared to the Fatal Four Way, I mean, a Fatal Four Way has been like the main event of a re- like WrestleMania 2000 was Foley, Big Show, Triple H, and Rock in a Fatal Four Way, and that was a great match. So I'm I'm going okay. Fatal Four Way. Yeah, but didn't Giant Gonzaga had like main event of WrestleMania as well? Uh, not main event. He did wrestle The Undertaker, and, and okay, wrestle is still. using a very loose term. <laughs> But still, I mean, if, if that's your bar, like, hey, this is part of WrestleMania, 
Special Delivery Jones and the Executioner, and you know, we're part of WrestleMania too. I mean, I don't know if I want to use that bar. We agree. That's all I'm saying. Yes, we will. All right. So next bracket battle. Uh, so a standard battle royal match against a WCW concept called World War Three. So mm-hmm. in the battle royal match, it is a uh, basically multi-competitor style match. You got twenty or more participants all in the ring at the same time, and they're eliminated by being thrown over the top rope. Uh, in the World War Three battle royal, it is a three-ring setup. This sounds insane. Uh, three rings mm-hmm. set up next to each other, 60 competitors, 20 wrestlers start in each of the three rings in which they would wrestle under regular battle royal rules. And once there were 30 competitors remaining, all the competitors would enter the center ring and continue under regular rules until only one is left standing. Yep. Did you get all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. So uh, what is your selection? Give me World War Three. It is bat spit insane. It is a chance that somebody is going to be sucking some major air at the end of that. Just like people just like wrestlers breaking down in tears because they're so tired. Just everything going wrong. Once again, my like my my love of chaos is just like, yes, I want to see this because it could be just a glorious hot mess. All the chaos for Uncle Todd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I too went with World War Three. I felt as compared to the traditional battle royal, it was a much more interesting concept while holding to the rules of the traditional battle royal. So, I decided to go with a little flair, woo, and uh, go went with World War Three. Fair enough. Uh, the next uh, number based stipulations matchup is the reverse battle royal against <laughs> what is called the three stages of hell. So the reverse battle royal. Uh, begins with the wrestlers surrounding the ring instead of inside it. And at the start of the match, they battle for half of them to get into the ring, at which point a standard last person standing wins the battle royal, uh, or sorry, normal battle royal rules with, you know, last man uh, standing uh, winning. Yeah. Uh, three stages of hell is a best two out of three falls, but each match is a different match type meaning it could be like a steel cage match for match number one. It could be a last man standing match in match number two, and it could be a uh, inferno match in match. Boy, I went crazy on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that, but that is the this, coolness. This people would be like, you know what? Can't we just have an explosion death match instead? That's the coolness <laughs> of the concept is it's, it's not just two out of three falls. It's two out of three falls with gimmicks. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You love you some gimmicks. I do. So uh, my selection on this one, I'll just jump in and uh, go with three stages of hell. Yeah, same for me. Uh, the reverse bat- battle royal, again, it sounds chaotic and, and kind of a little crazy. Not nearly as crazy as three stages of hell could get, though. That could just get absolutely nutty, and I'm there for it. Agreed. Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. The last blood battle royal... <laughs> Against the Tornado Tag Match. So a last blood battle royal is essentially a multi-competitor first blood match with the winner being the last wrestler in the match not bleeding. Can you guess where this originated from? (laughs) That little old promotion down in Philadelphia came up with this little gem from the mind of Paul Heyman. Oh, gosh, that that glorious, (laughs) devious genius. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and the tornado tag is a match where all the wrestlers involved are allowed to be in the ring, so it does not follow standard tag rules. Um, and I believe there are eliminations involved in this as well. So this is a very different style of tag team match. 
What is your selection, sir? I got to go with the last bloodbound Royal. I mean, come on. It's just so crazy. So crazy. I agree with you. As compared to a tornado tag, Last Blood Battle Royal sounds much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, and finally, the Survivor Series match, uh, the, the Thanksgiving Day tradition where you had five-on-five five elimination-style matches going up against Battle Bowl 91. <laughs> Which is a Uncle Todd special. Would you like to expound on why you chose Battle Bowl 91? Well, the, the thing is, like, this is just so insane. Well, I, I didn't put anything down about 91, but I'll, I'll fill in, like, Battle Bowl is a two-ring variation on a battle royal. Uh, the wrestlers start in one ring and try to throw wrestlers into the second ring, after which they can be eliminated by being thrown out of that ring. And then the last remaining wrestler in the first ring can rest until only one wrestler is left in the second ring, after which they fight in both rings until one is eliminated and a winner is declared, in similar fashion to a double elimination tournament. Now, what was the 91 twist? Was Because oh, that was the only year they actually had that under those rules. I think so. Right? I, I don't. I honestly don't remember why you yeah, picked 91. That's, that was it, because you said that after that they changed it. Probably because nobody understood, including the people in the match, what was going on. WCW had a, a, a penchant, if you will, of just doing some really overly complicated wrestling matches. Oh, they, they did. Oh, you know what? They did overbooking better than anyone else, which means that they, they did it worse than yeah. everybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just let's, and I'm going to, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that Dustin Rhodes was involved with this one, baby. <laughs> that he had, he had like 20 different ideas and he was going to sandwich them all in, in one match, baby. It's going to be terrific. It's going to be wonderful. Everybody's going to be weeping in the aisles. It'll be going so great. They're going to be handing you their children afterwards. Like, please raise my child. I just, I, I, I've completely lost myself in dusty roads now. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, so, so strange. I, I'm going to tell you though, right now, I went battle boil, battle boil, uh, battle bowl. I can't even say battle, battle boil. That just sounds like a, that actually sounds like another ECW match. Like there, you, you get to battle it out with boiling pans of water. You know, hey, it'd be less complicated than the actual battle bowl rules. <laughs> well, true, but I I love it for that. And the other thing is like, and and I know that I picked Royal Rumble because it's one of the OG pay per views, and Survivor Series was too. The thing is, I've Survivor Series was really cool when they. When that was the entire pay-per-view and everything, storylines mm -hmm. would culminate in that and everything. It just seems like that gimmick, being around as long as it has now, the shine is so off of it and it's such an afterthought. When you get to the Survivor Series pay-per-view, mm -hmm. that there's only like one Survivor Series match. Like they have right. a men's match and then a women's match and that's it. And it's like... And in some cases, it doesn't even feel like it means that much. Like they, it's an afterthought. And so to mm -hmm. me, it's like it, it's taken away from that gimmick over the years. So I'll take the weird match that nobody understands over kind of just this milk toast sort of match and what it's become. All right. Uh, what about I, you? I went with Survivor Series uh, myself. I mainly because of the old school style and and especially I really enjoyed the ninety version of nineteen ninety version of it where any of the winners. Uh, so all the entire card was these elimination matches. And what they did in 1990, which was very different, was they took the winners or the survivors, if you will, 
um, and ironically paired up the baby faces with the baby faces and the heels with the heels in a, an ultimate survivors match at the very end. So it was oh. basically, I forget the exact combatants. It was, I, I know on the face side, it was Hogan. Um, I think it was Tito Santana and, oh gosh, I think it was Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado. And hmm. they were going up against four or five of the heels. And of course, you know, H- Hogan, Hogan prevailed. Um, she, you think, you know, so, uh, but, but just the concept was interesting where you just had these elimination style matches. And then at the end, you know, you had this kind of one last match with all the survivors to determine who, who were the ultimate survivors. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't, um, sorry. It was Hogan and warrior and Tito Santana. That's who it was. Uh, so you kind of had like a little bit of a super team going on there. Hmm. So I went with survivor series. Right on. All right. All right. So now uh, round two. Uh, So we'll try to fly through these now. So we have, uh, for me, it is Royal Rumble against Tag Team Turmoil. For you, it is Royal Rumble against Lumberjack. What did you Mm -hmm. uh, select? I went with the Rumble again. Uh Uh-huh. As did I. Going with Tradition. Next, we have the three-way dance uh, against the Fatal, uh, for me, the Fatal Four-Way. For you, the two-on-one or three-on-one. I went with three-way dance. As did I. So our sweet 16 is aligned so far. (laughs) Even when we disagreed, now we're coming back together. I don't like this. Dissension, where is it? World War III versus the three stages of hell for both of us. I know we agreed on this one, too. Three stages of hell. That's what I went with. That's exactly right. You know it, sir. Oh, my goodness. 75% of this bracket is online, baby. (sighs) Finally, Last Blood Battle Royal versus Battle Bowl 91 for you and Survivor Series for me. What say you, sir? In the battle of, like, two just really weird gimmicks, I'll go with Last Blood. Wow. Last Blood makes it into the Sweet 16. I never would have thought it. It's the, it's the dark horse. Uh, I ended up going with Survivor Series. I I went with Survivor mm. Series over Last Blood Battle Royal. So all right. So we we you know we we uh, agree on three out of four. So now we enter into the Elite Eight, and now the truth comes to be: Royal Rumble versus Three Way Dance. What say you, sir? Three Way Dance. All right. Interesting. I went with the Royal Rumble. Ah, oh, I, I, I had to dispense with the elimination, uh, the the three way dance elimination in favor of the thirty man slash woman elimination, and then the three stages of hell match versus uh, Survivor Series for me and Last Blood Battle Royal for you. Your selection, sir. Yeah, the Last Blood thing had a nice ride, but now it's Cinderella's. Uh, you know, not. Yeah, I, I forget even the story of Cinderella right now. That's how deep we've gone into this. My brain is melting. Uh, three stages of hell. And I would agree with you. I am going with three <sighs> stages of hell also. Oh, I know where this is going. So in the finals, uh, or, or in the, the Elite Eight, going into the final four of what will rule the number-based stipulations matches, for mm-hmm. Uncle Todd, it is the three-way dance versus the three stages of hell. For me, it is Royal Rumble versus three stages of hell. What did you select, sir? No, no, you go first. Uh, this will probably shock you, but I ended up going with the uh, one of the original Big Four pay-per-views, the Royal Rumble. Wow, I th- I would have I would have plunked down five bucks that you were going to go with three stages of hell. That's what I went with. Mm-mm. 
Wow. So, so you went, right. you went with uh, three stages of hell. Yeah, I mean, tons of storytelling options, and just it really, to me, it, it can be especially if all those are taking place in one night. Gotcha. That's that is one heck of a contest right there. It is. It is, it, and it was a tough decision. That is a tough final, but. So for Uncle Todd, his uh, the, the match that makes it out of the number-based stipulations is three stages of hell, and for me, it is Royal Rumble. All right. We got one last bracket here, sir. Before one we last get to region. the final four, the moment – well, the moment before the moment of truth. Uh, all right. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that I could be here for the moment before the moment. <laughs> Just it's like that old Carlin bit. How do you pre-board a plane? You get on before you get on? <laughs> oh, I miss George. I miss George so much. All right. In the opening rounds of containers and enclosures, we have an ambulance match versus casket match. So in an ambulance match, the winner must pummel the loser into submission. Or Sorry, I shouldn't say it that way. Must pummel the loser into such a state where he can load him into an ambulance and shut the doors completely. In a casket match, you pummel your opponent so you can load them into a casket and shut the door completely. What say you? Uh, I went with casket because Undertaker's matches are just that much cooler, and I I also happened to watch a video where apparently Ambulance Match was Mike Awesome's gimmick for a little while in WCW, and we just all want to forget that happened, so I'm going to stick with casket. I would agree. Uh, I, I am going with casket for... Both posterity and, uh, you know, uh, the the same reasons that, that you mentioned it being tied to The Undertaker. A lot of classic matches that way. And, uh, yeah, casket match all the way. Uh, next, we have Buried Alive versus Stretcher. <laughs> so Buried Alive is where a, the winner literally throws the loser into a hole and starts dumping dirt on top of them. Literally yes. burying them alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shockingly, they show up to TV two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's a miracle. Uh, the stretcher match is similar uh, to the like ambulance match, uh, probably precursor to the ambulance. <laughs> Before they could afford ambulances of these things. Yeah, we, you, we you, just get a stretcher. You pummel your opponent until you can load them onto a stretcher and roll them across the finish line or as someone call loading them into the ambulance <laughs> yeah yes that is the pre-boarding oh. of of getting of the ambulance yes. <laughs> we bring it full circle there we go there we go all right i i'll go first and say uh, buried alive yeah same with me this stretcher match i just uh, uh yeah nah. that's yeah yeah. It sounds kind of cool, but at the same time, there's so many ways that can go wrong. Although Buried Alive is, is a ridiculous sort of thing is in and of itself. Ridiculous, but worked because of the man known as The Undertaker. Yes. And in fact, his last match with AJ Styles was the theatrical Buried Alive match. Yes, and that also carries a lot of weight because... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that was, that was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not a not a masterpiece wrestling match, but a masterpiece bit of mm -hmm. kind of summing up of a person's career. Agreed. Uh, this next, oh, this this is oh, this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. This this should be an elite eight or a final four style face off here, but we'll 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 run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Steel Cage versus Hell in a Cell. Yes, otherwise known as OG versus the Next Generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you got? I went with the now next. Are, 
I went with the now, next are, generation. I went with Hell in a Cell. Now, are we talking like old school steel cage? Or are we talking just any steel cage? Um, we didn't really specify, but I went with with Hell in a Cell because it is the chain link fence style cage. It has the top. Yeah. Um, there's been so many iconic moments from these matches. The 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 introduction of Kane. Um, you know, Shawn Michaels just you know just being completely pummeled and and dropped from kind of like the midway point on on one of the walls through a table um and and of course of course foley baby foley yeah just being well, insane and, <laughs> and don't forget big boss man versus al snow <sighs> foley baby <laughs> <laughs> killing me Mrs. smalls foley's baby me. boy oh my gosh yeah what did you go with sir i mean obvious uh, hell in a cell yeah all right all right very nice. Uh, next round, uh, the Elimination Chamber match versus the Lion's Den match. So the Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber is a dome chamber, uh, mm-hmm. six participants. There are four plexiglass pods uh, that are basically where the, the turnbuckles are. And you have six pe- so six participants, four of them wait, get in and wait in these pods to begin the match. Every five minutes, a new person comes in. And surrounding the exterior of the ring is metal grating, all right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's all level. There is no getting down out of the ring. You just, if you get backflipped over the ropes, you have a hard thud on some metal grating on the outside. Yeah. And the objective is to eliminate each opponent from the match via pinfall or submission. This has typically uh, been contested for, for, you know, the world championship. Uh, versus the Lion's Den match, which is uh, basically the octagon-style cage probably similar to the elimination chamber in some ways uh but this is just one-on-one where the winner knocks out or submits their opponent Mm -hmm. what say you sir now the one thing that you're you're leaving out so the lion's den was was octagonal but the the walls of it were actually sloped so it wasn't just a straight up and down it was actually sloped so you could have the contestants kind of like run up a wall, mm. you know, or they could kind of move around. They could actually use those sides as something other than just to bounce the opponent off of. Now, the other thing is you couldn't just sling your opponent into the cage or anything like that and, and have them bounce back at you and there's no ropes or anything. So it was a very weird sort of thing. I went with the, with the Lion's Den. Now, I did that because, not because any of the matches that were held in it were all that great because they weren't and it was a really weird setup because it was always pre-set up off to the side somewhere so it wasn't in you know where the ring is so if you I imagine depending on where you're sitting for the for the show you could have really crap seats for this and it was mostly a gimmick I think for when you know Vinny had a had a real real like just love affair going with bringing in as many MMA guys as he could so this is like Ken Shamrock's thing Really good for kind of that submission, sort of like just beating each other up. I, if I'm remembering right, at the top of the lion's den was that's where the referees were. Like they weren't actually in the lion's den with the wrestlers. So for me, it's the possibility of what this could have been had it had it been thought out a little bit more and had they continued with it and and ironed out the kinks yeah. outweighs the elimination chamber because elimination chamber, yeah, it's kind of cool, but. It's just essentially tweaking Hell in a Cell and then adding some more people and the pod gimmicks. So you're, you know, ah, okay, yeah, it's cool. But this other thing to me is like kind of like 
it's like the what if, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say that one. So, oh, so, so you went with Lions then? I did, yeah. Okay. okay. What'd you got? Uh, I went with Elimination Chamber. I, I feel uh, there was just, there's, there's so many more possibilities. It's a lot more brutal. And, and when I say possibilities, I mean, you know, using, you know, once all of the, uh, participants are out of the pods, you know, the pods start to become weapons under themselves. You know, the metal grating on the outside is just so, you know, just adds another layer of menace in, into the structure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these, these these guys, you know, put themselves through a lot going through this sort of match. So I I, I just kind of lean more towards this sort of thing. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. So, uh, so I went with the Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. Fair enough. All right, next... The War Games versus the Boiler Room Brawl. So the Boiler Room Brawl, the winner is the first wrestler to successfully get out of the Boiler Room. <laughs> yep. No pinfall, no submission. Just find your way out of the utility closet. <laughs> there you go. And use use the broomstick on the way. Uh, War Games um, is interesting. And this is a WCW concept. This was, I believe, a Dusty Rhodes concept. Um, yes, baby. Oh, it's good. it was the best that ever was. Best that ever will be. So this uh, and this, I believe, was born out of a feud he was having with the Four Horsemen. So it consists of two teams, and some there have been times where there have been three teams, two rings side by side with a ring encompassing rectangular cage over both rings. So not and but not the ringside area. So it's only around the rings. Uh, the mm-hmm. doors are placed at far corners of the cage near where the opposing teams wait to enter so the teams do not contact each other before they enter the match. Match begins with one member of each team. After five minutes, another member comes in, typically from the heel team, and then um, so they have a two-on-one advantage. And then every two minutes thereafter, a member from the other team would enter. So it goes back and forth that way. So it evens up, then it goes back to disadvantage, it evens up back to disadvantage. Um, and it continues uh, alternating um, until all participants in the ring. And then the match ends when there is a pinfall or submission by one team over the other. Um, mm-hmm. This has been a very brutal and very violent style match. Um, if you go and look at the matchups, you know, the four horsemen in their various incarnations have been in this match and they have not come out on the winning end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> And recently, NXT, uh, the WWE's developmental system, has uh, reconstituted this with the um, the Undisputed Era, uh, or what that faction used to be, having participated, I think, in the last three. Um, but they're just just brutal, brutal matches. So for me, it, it's I, I'm a sucker for Foley, but these War Games matches have always held kind of a special place in my heart. Uh, so I went with War Games. Yeah, me too, because Boiler Room, you know, it just—they were never that good. They're poorly lit, mm-hmm. you know. It's just sort of, eh. It's just a brawl inside the space, and just having to get out just seems like kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Compared uh, compared to like this other concept, yeah, totally. I would agree. Next round, scaffold versus thunder cage. So a scaffold match. Uh, basically, you either push your opponent off the scaffold so that they end up in the hospital for months, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or. Uh, this was an interesting variation. You can grab a flag from the opponent's home base of the scaffold and return it to one's own home base. So in some ways, it's a really dangerous way of playing capture the flag. Mm-hmm. So that's the scaffold match. And then the Thunder Cage is a large dome structure of steel bars engulfing the ring. Although it does not have a top, the sides curve in to prevent escape. 
Uh, the only way for a wrestler to win is to have their opponent's terminator, usually a manager, throw in the towel to stop the match. So I thought that was kind of an interesting concept that it isn't about, you know, the, the opponent submitting or being pinned. It's about your your second, you, you know, your your manager on the outside, you know, finally just throwing in the towel because you cannot fight anymore. Yeah. So what did you go with, sir? You could have not. You could have just skipped the description for Thunder Cage, and I would have picked it because <laughs> scaffold matches are just dumb. They're stupid. Agreed. They're never good because you're. It's it's always like somebody's gonna fall. That that's never steady. It's just it's. It really is just. It's essentially watching NASCAR for a crash. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for a crash. That's all you're doing. Hundred percent. And it's it's not even. I don't even find it that entertaining. So. Yeah, but the but for the reasons you said, Thunder Cage is also very interesting. Yep, I went with Thunder Cage as well. I thought it was a very interesting concept, even though I have not actually watched a Thunder Cage match. Mm. All right, we're getting down to the last two opening rounds, the final two opening rounds. Brackets here: Triple Cage versus Fight Pit. Although originally I typed it Fire Pit, so I don't know quite <laughs> that- what I was thinking. <laughs> No, I, I I told you that one. I remember that. That's right. So triple cage is what you would expect. Three cages stacked on top of each other, each cage decreasing in size from the bottom up. Like a ladder match, competitors begin in the ring inside the lowest cage, and they must make their way to the roof of the third cage where an object is, is suspended, with the winner being the first competitor to obtain the object or exit the cage. <sighs> then the fight pit. This is an NXT creation, uh, variation of a cage match where the ring is surrounded by a steel cell rather than ropes and turnbuckles with a catwalk surrounding the top. The match has a no pinfall stipulation, which means it can only be won by submission or being unable to stand up at a 10 count. What say you, sir? So I went with Fight Pit because honestly, it sounds like the culmination of some th- rethinking of the lion's den. Mm-hmm. And because the the triple cage just to me sounds like it's going to be it's going to lend itself to being lame. Agreed. I just I don't I don't see it going well. I, I would agree. I, I had the same uh, thought process. Triple cage sounds good in concept, but uh, I just don't see it playing out very well. And and quite frankly, it you know, the idea of the point of it being people just trying to climb their way out, you know, of three different cages just doesn't really excite me a whole lot. So uh, I went with Fight Pit as well. Nice way of kind of blending in a bit of, you know, the, the MMA style um, approach to wrestling. And uh, I believe your friend, the bro, uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, Riddle, yeah, yeah. Riddle, yeah. He, he, he participated in it against, I think, Timothy Thatcher. They had a really good match, really brutal match. So uh, so I also went with Fight Pit as well for the same reasons. And our last opening round match of the evening, which I'm sure our listeners mm. are saying, finally! <laughs> oh, no, we still got to get through this bracket. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, the dumpster match versus the barbed wire cage match. So dumpster match, you have to throw your opponent into a dumpster and close the lid, so similar to casket. And barbed wire cage match is a cage match where uh, barbed wire is uh, everywhere. What say you, sir? So I am tainted on this one because I I cannot forget seeing like the, the match that Mick Foley was in where they threw him in the dumpster and essentially all like the packing peanuts puffed up out of it. So it was really obvious that it was like the the landing was not only safe, it was like safer than safe. It was like OSHA safe. And you know, I'm not not like I'm wishing Mick Foley any injury. Like honestly, I I I hope he doesn't stub his toe for the rest of his life. The man has sacrificed enough for our entertainment. 
but it, I just, it just seems like that's going to be the case in all of these. So I went with, to swing the pendulum to the other side, I went with barbed wire cage because I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. This was kind of a throwaway bracket for me. I, I'm kind of eh on both. So I went with dumpster. Oh, okay. Foley. Dumpster, Foley. All right. So in our second round, uh, we have, uh, we are pretty much aligned on most of these, which much to Uncle Todd's chagrin. Uh, uh, casket match versus buried alive match. What was your pick? Casket. Because ultimately, buried alive, as you alluded to before, you know, the person shows back up after being buried <laughs> alive. And they you can't fill in the hole all the way. I no. mean, you really can't do it. I mean, they, they scrape a little bit of dirt on them and then they say, yeah, they're buried alive mm-hmm. under five granules of dirt. Okay, sure. So, yeah, give me a casket match. All right. I, I went with that as well. So we are aligned. For Sweet 16. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hell in a Cell versus Elimination Chamber. This is a tough one. Well, that's for you. I've got oh, Hell in a Cell versus Lion's I'm sorry. Den. You're absolutely right. Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber for me. Hell in a Cell, Lion's Den for you. Uh, I went with the Elimination Chamber. Um, as much Ooh. as I enjoy Hell in a Cell and the history it has, uh, I, I do like the concept of Elimination Chamber. And, and just it. when I think of it, I think of menace. I think of the word menace. It just It's a very menacing punishing structure and uh it just makes for uh a very entertaining and dramatic match so i went with elimination chamber wow well i went with hell in a cell because eventually the the promise of what could have been with the lion's den has to meet the stark cold reality of what happens with hell hell in a cell and the history of it so hell in a cell for me all right very nice uh war games versus thunder cage what did you war games Hmm? War games. I mean, Thunder Cage is a nice little gimmick. It's kind of cute and all that, but you know, War Games is is has a lot of history to it, and it's yeah, yeah. It just sounds like a cooler concept. Yep, I I concur. Uh, big fan of War Games, and think it is a better concept than Thunder Cage. So, War Games it is for both of us. And then uh, finally, uh, Fight Pit uh, versus Barbed Wire Cage for you, sir, and Fight Pit versus Dumpster for me. Uh, give me the Fight Pit. I concur, and. Uh, once again, 75% of our Sweet 16 is alignment. <laughs> ah, sweet alignment. <laughs> sweet harmony. In Chicago. All right. What, what's, so now we're, in the, we're, now we're in the Sweet 16. We are right? now in the Sweet 16. So okay. we have... Uh, I th- okay, so for you, it is casket match against Hell in a Cell. For me, it is casket match versus Elimination Chamber. What say you, sir? Hell in a cell, baby. All right. Uh, I, too, had to dispense of the casket. I went with Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. I, th- I I have a feeling which one of these is going to win the day for you. <laughs> I'm not going to quite. I'm not going to give it away. All we, right. we have not seen each other's brackets, by the way. We just have in not. Just case no, anyone is wondering. No, this, just in case anyone's still listening at this point. Sweet Moses, these guys have rambled. Uh, yep. And finally, uh, before we get to the Elite Eight, War Games versus Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Really? Yep. It is. It's Lion's Den version 2.0. I'm all in. All right. All in. All right. I, I'm going with War Games on this one. I, I love the concept. Ooh. I love the concept. So we are different on both. Um, oh, actually, so let me better. write this in. So you are Hell in the Cell, right? You said? Hell in a Cell and Fight Pit. And you and then Fight Pit. Okay, got it. All right, so in the Elite Eight, and for the determination of the 
match coming out of the containers and enclosures region slash category. Uncle Todd, you have Hell in the Cell versus Fight Pit. And for myself, Elimination Chamber versus War Games. What did you pick, sir? Hell in a Cell. All right, good. I cannot argue with that. I think that is a good good selection given your choices. I had Elimination Chamber versus War Games, and when push came to shove, uh, I I just like me the double ring with the with the cage on top and the four horsemen getting pummeled. So I'm going with the war games, baby. So that is. Oh, I, I had elimination chamber going all the way for you. So I was wrong. Nope. No, uh, it was a tough decision, but uh, I, I had to go with war games. Wow. I feel it is right. just a, a much more brutal and, and, and much, uh, just much more entertaining match. Well, you are an inherently violent man. Thank so. you very much. All right. So we have successfully adjudicated four categories. I just got to tell everyone, Tim was so proud of himself that he found found a way to, to work that in this week. It took us 65 episodes, but I found a way to get the word adjudicated worked in. <laughs> God bless you for that, sir. <laughs> Never even occurred to me. And you're, here you are trying, just on your days off, working up ways to class up this joint, and here I am talking about mammals breathing out their anus. I mean... <laughs> It really is. It's the two ends of the spectrum, really. It's, oh, it's hysterical. That is that is the difference between us right there. Oh, that's hysterical. So, to review, Uncle Todd's final four when it comes to determining the wrestling match type of all time. Mm-hmm. Uncle Todd has, coming out of containers and enclosures, Hell in a Cell. Coming out of plain old steps, going up against Hell in a Cell, the knockout match. Over in the number-based steps, he has three stages of hell, and in hardcore and various insanity, he has the last man standing match going toe-to-toe. That is correct. For myself, I have war games coming out of containers and enclosures. I have I Quit coming out of plain old steps. I have Royal Rumble coming out of number-based steps, and I have last man standing as well coming out of hardcore and various insanity. It's a tough one, my friend, but a selection must be made. So... Mm -hmm. Let us go. Uh, let us start at the top with the winner of containers and enclosures against the winner of plain old steps. You, sir, have to choose between hell in the cell and knockout, and you go with. Got to go with hell in a cell. Knockout is cool, but uh, there's just so much more that can happen in hell in a cell. Agreed. Agreed. And for myself, I have war games coming out of containers and enclosures facing oh. I quit. Mm-hmm. And this is tough. This is tough because these are two phenomenal match types, similar to what you had to contend with, my friend. But in the end, like you, I had to go with the containers and enclosures winner and advance war games into the finals. So ah. I have war games representing uh, out of that bracket. Moving down to number-based stipulations and hardcore and various insanity. You had three stages of hell against last man standing. What say you, sir? This one was tough because I do, I, I, I think both of these are really, really cool. <sighs> See, I'm still kind of debating. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm, this is coin flip. Even though I do have it written out here, I'm, I. No one said what? adjudicating gonna... was easy. You got to do it. I, I'm making a snap decision here. I'm actually changing up my bracket in process. Ooh, okay. I'm going with three stages of hell. Really? 
Yep. Sorry, just give me a second. Uh, the, the adjudicator mm-hmm. is uh, writing in some things. Okay, here we go. All right. So you went with three stages of hell to advance into the finals against, mm-hmm. what did you select? Oh, Hell in a Cell. Wow, you had you had both matches with hell in the name. Very nice. I know. I, not <laughs> intentional, but hey. I've also been talking about mammals breathing out their butts. So, I mean, it pretty much is that just anything goes oh, in this show. I, no explanation. And finally, uh, for myself, uh, I have the Royal Rumble coming out of number-based steps going up against Last Man Standing. Uh, And like you, sir, while I enjoy the Last Man Standing match and find it to be a, 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 a fantastic style of match, I unfortunately had to go with the Royal Rumble. There is so much more going on there and so many more interesting things that can happen, returns, uh, you know, heel turns, um, building up new new stars, and and of course the stipulation of the winner being, uh, you know, getting a shot at, at the world championship. Some years becoming the world champion. Uh, I had to go with the Royal Rumble uh, in the finals. Wow! So I have I have advanced the Royal Rumble uh, to the finals. Didn't see that one coming from you, sir. I know. So in your finals, you have the Hell in the Cell versus Three Stages of Hell to determine what you feel is the best wrestling match of all time. And for myself, uh, it is the War Games match versus the Royal Rumble. So do you need some time to uh, polish up and and really think about no. your selection? I got to go with Three Stages of Hell. Wow. It's it's a it's a very unique scenario and situation mm-hmm. and and gives you variety. It gives you a, a bunch of different ways to incorporate storytelling. Uh, it's a great way to blow off a feud. I mean, I just as as great as Hell in a Cell is. I mean, theoretically, you could have a Hell in a Cell match as part of Three Stages of Hell. This so is it true. Can incorporate all of these other stipulations. So it's sort of like the best of all possible worlds. Yes. I, I, I can understand it. I, I can understand it. It, it, is, it. it is a concept. It was hard for me to eliminate it. Um, it, it is a very unique match. Um, you don't see it very often. And yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, and, and it's a, you know, it's, it's a brutal match, especially when you consider what the, you know, what the three match types could be. Mm-hmm. So I, I very much uh, respect and concur with your selection. On my side, I have War Games versus the Royal Rumble. And so it is numbers in history against violence and (laughs) carnage. So what am I going to go with? Well, quite frankly, uh, and it's interesting because I have been more of a WWE fan most of my wrestling fandom than I have WCW. But I got to be honest, from the first time I saw this, this style of match, I uh, I was just like, why is this not in WWE? This looks so cool and and could be done, you know, and, and could advance so many interesting stories. And thankfully, with NXT, they've started to bring it back and and have had some really really phenomenal matches. So I'm actually going to go for my favorite wrestling match type. I'm going to go with something Vince didn't create. I'm going to go with War Games. Way to go! Yeah, not not from the mind. Of Vince from the mind of the dream Dusty Rhodes. That's right. We have to give Dusty the props. Dusty Rhodes go all the way from bell to bell, baby. He come thotting off right the very first with a leather strap match, <laughs> and coming all the way down here to War Games. 
American oh. dream and to just achieve the American dream. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that is a kind of it's alternately like a really good Dusty Rose impersonation and like the most horrible Dusty Rose impersonation <laughs> ever. <laughs> It wavers between those two poles. It's, it's great. And and for those who want to check it out, if you look up war games in Wikipedia, you can see just how many times the Four Horsemen lost in that style match. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Poor guys. Oh, gosh. Well, sir, we we have uh, we have traveled and, and sojourned, if you will, across uh, many different match types. Uh, I think we were both a little surprised by how many actually were listed. Yes, very surprised. And uh, I, I think we have done a serviceable job, uh, I'll use the word again, to adjudicate, upon which match uh, really stands out. I, I you know, I, I went with War Games. You went with Three Stages of Hell. I think your selection was right on. I think your final four were, were very respectable. It, it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting exercise to go through this and kind of think about what what matches have produced a lot of you know great entertainment and uh, and great possibility and I think uh, we have both landed on two that have uh, have held up uh, o- over time so so thank you sir I think this was very good. I would agree I would agree and another thing. So what have you got for in another thing this week, sir? Well, shockingly, my end another thing has nothing to do with wrestling, which I'm sure our listeners are like, thank God, finally. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure most of them have cut off by this point. <laughs> it's just just me and you kicking this one home. Uh, so oh, and, and, and actually, Heather's probably tuned back in at this point. Hey, Heather, how's absolutely, it going? Absolutely, absolutely. Glad you, glad you could come back at the end. We really appreciate it. Very nice. We, we always appreciate it. So uh, my wife and I have been watching on CNN. They have been releasing episodes on Sundays. Uh, it's a series called The Story of Late Night. And it's all about the, the origin of uh, late night uh, TV, the, the birth of The Tonight Show, going all the way back to, you know, the, the beginning, um, those who first hosted it, going up through Johnny Carson. And like, for example, next week's episode will be about um, they started to get into the Leno Letterman situation and, uh, mm-hmm. and probably, you know, what transpired after that is going to be next week's episode, um, and, and how it's grown in, in other ways. Um, so it's been, a, it's been very interesting, a lot, a lot of great history to it. And, um, you know, going all the way back to Steve Allen and, and working through a lot of the, the hosts and, and how they approached the show and, and, and just what, what made it so special. And so, uh, I have found it very interesting. It's been, um, you know, kind, kind of a, a little bit of a history lesson of entertainment, if you will. And uh, I would highly recommend it if you uh, like the, the late night comedy shows. And, you know, there's a lot of them now, um, but there was really only one for a long time. And, and how, how it all grew and evolved is, is uh, always an interesting story for me. So that is my and another thing, the story of late night on CNN. Yeah. It's always interesting when when someone comes on when someone or some ones come along and do something that then kind of goes on to define what that looks like because if you think about it with a few changes you know really late night TV shows have followed the Johnny Carson format and when it's deviated at all that's when you've been like whoa like when Arsenio Hall came on mm-hmm. and even just the way his his, the stage was set up 
where even though, you know, yeah, you come out here and then the stage is over here and this is where this guest sit and everything like that, but he wasn't sitting behind a desk, you know, and then he had the dog pound and all that. Like it was, there was just some things that made it different. That was like, wow, what's this? And then even when Letterman started, you know, kind of the, his band and the, and the overall setup was, was different. And, but you, it makes you realize like, wow, everyone really just has followed that Johnny Carson format. Like everyone's like, oh, that's good. That works. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just change the, the decor and we're good to go. Agreed. And it's just always amazing to me when people hit on a formula that everyone's like, nah, we're not going to mess with it. Just just make it a little different and go, you know? Agreed. Well, that's a very interesting one. I'm going to have to check that, that out for myself. Uh, for myself, uh, this week I'm going to re- have a little musical recommendation. One of, my, uh, one of the bands that, to me, I got a little bit of a personal connection with this just because uh, uh, I've listened to this band at sometimes almost exclusively in my life, which is kind of odd because it's, I, I'm not necessarily a huge ska guy, but for whatever reason, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones struck a chord with me and were on heavy rotation for me uh, for several periods in my life. And they just put out a new album, and it is really freaking good. It's called When God Was Great, and it's, I gotta say, it's not like the, the ye old Boss Tones from like the 90s of, you know, of young men, you know, playing really loud and everything. It's a much more refined boss tones. Mm. Some of the songs kind of go a little hard, but otherwise it's it's a it's a much more melodic and and a, kind of a different take from them, but still just really solid. Nice. Really good, really good songs. And uh, one of my favorites is they have a co- they have do they do a cover of Creedence Clearwater Revival's uh, Long As I See the Light. Which I I was listening to this and I'd seen the track listing, but it never registered that that song was going to be that song on the album. Mm. And all of a sudden, it starts playing. I'm like, why does this sound <gasps> really? Mm. And Boston's have done, done some covers before, but never quite something like that. It's always been something that's a little bit more in their wheelhouse. And this was not quite in their wheelhouse, but still really good. Just a really solid album. Um, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm sure that you will as well. Good summer album, a lot of good upbeat stuff. Nice. Um, but overall, just a really, really solid, solid set of songs and good to see the lads still going at this point in their careers. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, indeed. Well, I believe, unless there is some other order of business that we need to carry out, that we are now, regrettably, coming to the end of our time here with a free-range EDC congregation. I know parting is such sweet sorrow for those of you who are still listening at this point and haven't abandoned us, much like most of our family has abandoned us by never listening to this, uh, except for Heather. Hey, Heather. Glad that you're, Hello. <laughs> glad that you're listening. And, and see, I've been actually trying to use good words as well. I'm trying to be a good example for the... Up- actually, wait a minute. And we no. thank you uh, when that happens. Now that I'm... Actually, now that I'm thinking about this episode, I, I don't think I have used good words, so sorry. So we, we thank you all for listening and for tuning in. Uh, if you'd like to join the Free Range Idiocy Congregation, you don't need to. There's no, there's no slips to fill out. There's no application form. There's no passing of the, of the collection plate. All you got to do is subscribe. Mm-hmm. So you can do that through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. If you go to freerangeidc.com, you'll have all of our episodes listed out there for you. You grubby little paws on them right there. If you want to follow us on social media, that would also be a great way to join the congregation. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All of those are at freerangeidiocy. I am pretty sure no one else out there is advertising the fact that they're idiots. So 
pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. And if you have any thoughts, you have any concerns, you have any questions, you have any suggestions. Oh, if you got some complaints, and let's face it, folks, you're on the interwebs right now. You got complaints because everybody on the internet has complaints. What I want you to do is send those to Tim at freerangeidiocy.com because I don't care. <laughs> and Tim does. Tim is a very compassionate, warm, loving human being. Me, I'm just going to tell you to go pound Sam. So it's much better that you talk to Tim. So send all those to Tim at freerangeidiocy. Seriously, if you have any questions for us or if you have a suggestion of something you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send those to him and he will get back to you forthwith, if not sooner. So now we come to the end of my time on this show. Thank God! Thank you, thank you. Please, sit down. We're not quite done. Uh, I I like to think back over this show, kind of just relive it in my mind, although at like 20 times speed because we don't have that much time right now for me to actually relive the whole thing. (laughs) What the hell did we learn this show, sir? We've learned the following, my friend. Ah, good, good. I think doing a bracket is a new show format is uh, working well for us, my friend. This this was fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah, we might have to break these up into three parters from now I on. I think so. Second of all, uh, Uncle Todd, he channels Dusty Rhodes, doesn't he? You know what I got? Just when it gets in, when I when I get in my get in my brain there and Dusty, he just it's right there. It's brilliant, baby. It's brilliant. He's the dream. He's the American dream. All right. We've also learned there are a ridiculous number of wrestling matches that have transpired, and and we just scratched the surface, if you can believe it. Yeah. Talking about oh, sixty four of them. <laughs> it was frightening going down some of these. Ah, oh, we've also learned. That the man they call Tim, myself, uh, I, f- I finally used the word adjudicated on the show, and, and I'm very proud of that. And it was on triple word score as well. I think so. so. I mean, I, make I sure think you I write that down. Points. You always get bonus points. Uh, we learned based on our, our match selections that uh, myself, I, I like cages and violence. Uncle Todd, he likes uh, two out of three falls with violence. So it's all good. Yeah. And then finally, uh, what we have learned is that, well, Uncle Todd from time to time, he will come to the show prepared with some very inappropriate science stories. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's science, all right? <laughs> I didn't come up with it. I wasn't doing the research. Okay? I just, I just it. it was there. I just had it was to say published it. published science, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so again... I didn't commission the study. Uh, <laughs> It's not like I was saying, hey, you know what? I wonder if you if you put this mammal under duress, if it'll start breathing out of some other orifice. Oh, I didn't but, ask that question. Somebody else did. Before we get him going too much more, we thank you again for, for uh, listening with us, for, for, for journeying with us as we navigated the seas of, of wrestling match types. The topic that was on everyone's mind as we know in the month of may as we're all getting outdoors as we're all riding those those bicycles uh some of us uh going 20 miles some of us going a paltry 12 but uh oh, really <laughs> that's where you're gonna go with this that's where you're gonna go with this really you're gonna you're gonna start cracking on 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 the fact that i'm trying to ma- make a better me i'm proud of you my friend i'm proud of you well done sir well done sir Uncle Todd yeah, and I well, getting out what? on the bicycle, and uh, you know what I, you know what I can do? What's that? I can eat bread. Well, that's right. How about that? You, you can have How your bread. How about that? I, I'm just gonna have my burgers, baby. I'm gonna have my meats. 
With that being said, yep. you get that T-bone near colon sitting there for the next 20 years. <laughs> there you go with the inappropriate science again. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we thank you all for, for listening. Thank you for the downloads uh, over the last uh, couple of days, actually, since our last episode went out. We had a, a lot of them, and we very much appreciate it. And we appreciate the support. And uh, just as always, I'd like to wrap it up with a little uh, positivity and uh, reminding uh, everyone to be safe, uh, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And uh, yes, I did finally uh, send out Uncle Todd's prize based on our contest a couple weeks ago. So uh, I, I had to pay the shipping bill on that one. So please, hit the lights on the way out. Oh, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now.